Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Morning, George. All right. Oh, Benny. Give me 12 fresh Yukon gold. Please. 12 Yukon gold. Have a nice That horse ran like a bun yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Okay. Take it easy. Well, Elsinore. 12. 24. Oh, yeah, sorry. 24 Elsinore beers. 24. Yeah. 24 Elsinore. 1470. I believe there'll be no charge on this two for uh, a beer, thank you. Excuse me? Okay. We found this mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store, eh? And we heard, like, when that happens, that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian criminal code, eh? Yeah. Like, there's legal precedent setting cases in law. So, like, uh, give us our free beer. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Now get out of here before I put the two of you in a bottle. You sure you don't want to think this over? I'm sure. Okay, we're going. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! I know, I know we have our T-shirt Joe best of the year show stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So Tim is here. 
He's just being awful quiet for some reason. That's not like Tim Gross. It's kind of freaking me out. Did you, <laughs> did you murder someone, Tim? No, I was just going to say part of it is like I just within the past 20 minutes, I've literally have caught up on a bunch of stuff just on the computer in general. And uh, I have something and I will tell you later when we're not recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I, I'm going to be getting and uh Actually, it's a few days before anybody else knows about it yet, so. Oh, I think I know what that is already. Yeah, yeah, I just got a link for it. I've been been waiting for, I've been waiting to see that. Uh, So, yeah, I gotta order it, but I'm more than willing to order that. Yeah, cool. I wanna see that, and we will do that on the show. Yeah, yeah, cause I'll send it out to you. Awesome. Um, Anyway, yeah, tonight's the topic. I, I don't I guess the topic show. Fuck, I don't know what to call it, but that that sounds like as good a thing as any. We're, I've got a bunch of shit written down on a list. Like I said, I, I make up shit for the show at work when I'm bored, hiding in mm-hmm. hiding in trailers as I unload them. But I have a big list of like, for example, we're gonna give you what we think. Uh, here's two. Uh, what is, do you think is the best pre-1970 movie and the best post-1970 horror movie? It's just oddball shit like that. But anyway, I digress till later. And, uh, also, hey everybody, uh, uh, like T-Shirt Joe and Rodrigo and Bryce, it's okay to send serious questions. (laughs) (laughs) It is totally cool to send fucking serious questions to the show because we have a fuckload of those yeah we even have a couple on the old page too yeah i'm gonna forgo i had news but since we have (laughs) so many questions yeah i'm gonna forgo the news and they're still coming i mean what what news is there like uh castro died uh mama brady died and the guy from barney miller died oh did he yeah the black guy i did not know that i think everybody from barney miller's dead now there's Uh, one random white guy that I don't know, but the dead guy, I know Barney Miller's dead, Fish is dead, Abe Vigoda, and the black guy's dead. Uh, there's another white guy that might be alive and kicking, but I'm sure we've just doomed his everlasting soul. But anyway, sir, what have you been watching? Actually, <laughs> let me go, because I, I haven't watched anything. I was going to ask you, what you, uh, have you been watching? I only watched, like, a couple movies. I did go see Doctor Strange. Yes, I remember you said that. Oh, man. It's real good. I like it a lot. Doctor, like I said, I've said this before. I like the second tier, third tier, fourth tier weirdo, you know, kind of ancillary comic book mm-hmm. characters. And I think Doctor Strange is a solid B character, B level character. I, you know, when this got announced, I was like, I want Jeffrey D. Morgan to play fucking Doctor Strange. I don't want that anymore. Uh, I'm not going to make fun of Benedict slumber crotch anymore that guy's pretty good as dr strange he nails i was gonna say there there so far there has been only one person that has hated that movie and my mom went to see it and she even loved it and that is i'm trying to remember who it was because it was a drunken blur this weekend and Uh (laughs) i kind of stayed off the computer not you know wasn't on it too much this whole weekend and it was uh, thanksgiving weekend to put it in 
perspective. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember who somebody said they didn't like it. They thought it was boring, is just too long, and wow, boring might is be not the a worst. Word I would might use. be the worst Marvel movie yet, and. The sad part is everybody else is just like, um, yeah, this was so much better than I thought it was. I'll tell be. you this: a lot of people have been saying like it's just basically Iron Man. Okay. And to a degree, it is, but I mean, it's an origin story. It kind of has to. I don't agree that it has to be an origin story. I think it's okay just to dump people in into shit like this because, of, like, my. My example of that would be like Buckaroo Banzai. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You don't know shit about what's going on in that world, and it expects you – that movie expects you to be smart enough to figure it out as you go along, and I think that's why it's my favorite movie of all time because uh, I still find shit in there, you know, like 25, almost 30 years later. But still, even if you're watching it and you are our age or somewhere around our age Is and this... have never seen it and love – 80s movies in general. Uh-huh. You're going to love it for the cast. Yeah, and just the cast and the bizarreness of it and just the randomness of some of the things. The performance. You should enjoy, you, yeah, you should enjoy that type of movie. If not, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I don't I, think... I, 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 I know I'm not nearly as big of a fan of oh, the movie it. as you are. Love it. But anytime the music comes on, my like even when the movie's not on and you hear the music, uh-huh. my brain immediately goes to like Peter Weller walking down walking, the fucking river. Yeah, and then everybody else joining him. Yep. So, I, I mean, it has that much of an impact. Yeah, I think I like movies like that. I think people nowadays are too stupid to do that to. Like, you really have to dumb movies down anymore because, like, the general movie-going audience are just a bunch of mouth-breathing fucking idiots. Which is a sad state of affairs, but, <coughs> excuse me, man, I would honestly, you know, T-Shirt Joe doesn't like these Marvel movies. I would recommend no. Doctor Strange to T-Shirt Joe. It's but T-Shirt Joe yeah, has weird. a certain taste, and I could respect that. Yeah, I know, but I honestly think T-Shirt Joe would like this, just because of the esotericness, and just the, the this is a fucking weird movie, man. It is real fucking weird. And I like I like the Marvel superheroes and the DC superheroes. Oh, I like the superheroes. They really don't have, like, they're not, like, big, strong Hulk guys. Mm-hmm. Because, let's face it, the Avengers, they're all big, strong Hulk guys. Doctor Strange isn't big and strong. You know, he's he's a surgeon that fucks up his hands. So he goes to the Middle East, or the Middle East. Yeah, he goes to the Middle East, where all the fucking shit goes. I was going to say, neither is uh, Spider-Man, though. He's not a big Hulk guy. Yeah, but he's got like the strength. Of I, I like just the like the Punisher, no superpowers, just shoot your ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I understand. You know, Batman is cool like that to an extent. They kind of they kind of forget. You know, Batman is not like a big strong. He's not supposed to be. At least my version of Batman is like, you know, he's a super genius detective first and foremost. Sometimes you know you watch these movies and he's a ninja. Well, I was going to say, I think the line is blurred on On what Batman Batman is, and now you have so many versions of Batman. True. Um, It's debatable on what's good, what's not good. Uh, But I will say this. When they keep it simple, because I'm a 
I've always said I'm a fan of the 60s Batman, and I love oh. that they're doing a cartoon. I was going to say, are you aware that they've done a cartoon movie of the 60s yes. Batman? And I want to see that. I have to see it, that. It, yeah, it looks pretty cool. But the point is, just I like that, but I like uh, I like when they brought Batman the first time around with Michael Keaton. I did not. Uh, I, did I see. I did. I like that version, but I also like uh, when they went really dark and had him jacking up people. Now I wasn't too excited about him in the Spider or Spider-Man, the Superman Man. movie, but uh, there's potential there. Sure, but Doctor Strange, he's just like, you know, he plays the guy as a, a complete fucking cocky asshole. Yeah, pretty much like Iron Man until he gets his hands all shattered. And he goes, Tilda Swinson is like my favorite actress right now. She blew the, the fat chick from the Greasy Strangler. I love that girl, but Tilda Swinson like blew her out of the water. Um, that's only until Brianna Tars comes back. Then she's going to be my <laughs> she's going to be my my boner jam for that you know six months or well about three months the Game of Thrones is on. But man, Tilda Swinson is awesome. She's like she's the ancient one, and she teaches Doctor Strange all this cool shit. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange didn't believe in all this mystic, mystical hooey nonsense. So, like, Tilda Swinton just punches him and punches his astral form out of his human body. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And then for five minutes, it is the trippiest shit you will ever see in a fucking movie theater. It yeah. is just the, like, I'm talking uh, Evil Dead 2 spinning through the time portal trippiness on a gigantic budget. I mean, he gets attacked by baby hands, like, and he falls in his own eyeball. Uh, his his fingers grow hands, which grow fingers, which grow more hands. It's <laughs> real fucking. I I wouldn't want to see this movie if I was on acid because you might just fucking like poke your own eyes out and f- fuck them. Uh, it's it's real weird, but yeah, man, Doctor Strange is. Real fucking good. Mads Mikkelsen is an awesome bad guy. Uh, I, I, I really uh, like that dude. That dude, yeah, man. Don't ever watch Valhalla Rising, though. No. That, that's, I ha- I'll be honest, I have no desire to. Don't. That is one boring fucking movie. I was going to say, I know he's in it. Yeah. And I just have no desire. Yeah, he's cool. He's a bad guy that just is like, hey, I know that Tilda Swinton is drawing power from the dark, the dark universe. That's bad. She's she's selling you that that's bad, but she's doing it. She's a hypocrite. I'm going to fucking up, upheave her. So he's really not like a bad guy. He just has like this different viewpoint, which is pretty cool. And Doctor Strange kind of buys into it for a while. But, I mean, he's not like a, I want to end the world guy. He's like, hey, look, um, time is the enemy here. Everything dies. You're a doctor. You must like realize everything dies. Fruit rots. Uh, people get old and decay. Everything, like, time is your enemy. I can fix this. We can give it over to, I, I can't remember the bad guy. I can't say the bad guy's name. It's He's just a big computer-aided blobby guy. Uh, I don't remember. We could give control over to him. He is all. We could all live forever and and not have to worry about anything if this guy controls everything. And it's really cool. And how Doctor Strange defeats this guy. And he doesn't even defeat him. He just bargains with him. It's really cool. It's just a fucking excellent ass movie written 
by a bunch of smart people. I love cool. it. I fucking love the shit out of it. And Thor shows up at the uh, – I'm the, after, That doesn't surprise me. Uh, at the after-after part, which is okay, which is pretty that's, cool. Yeah, I I was going to ask you about that because I'm – you know, whenever I get to see it, I'm still going to watch it. I was going to say, you know, for those who don't want to know, you know, turn off for 20 oh, seconds. Oh, shit. Yeah, spoilers, whatever. I don't fucking – Yeah, know. so what, what does he do? Because by now it's been out for a month, so – Oh, he just, uh, you know, they just sit down and have a have a conversation about Loki. Okay, because I know, that's it. Th- like, I, I was wondering what happened. Or I'm because sorry, I, st- the, I can't remember if it was Loki or the Hulk. Because I stumbled upon, well, it might be about the Hulk. But I think since it the, was. Since Hulk's supposed to be in the next Thor movie. Like, right. that's a guarantee, and there's already photos. But there was, like, this, like, after the weekend Doctor Strange came out, there was all kinds of weird conversations like how this is supposed to run into Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, what the hell happened? I think, I think Doctor Strange belongs more in the Guardians universe than the Avengers universe. I, that's where I'd like to see him. More yeah, it's very universe. possible, but it was one of those things like, what the hell happened? That like, it, The conversation was not about... Um, Doctor Strange as much as it was just like what like it just out of nowhere sparked <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy conversation again. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is the be- I honestly think this is the best Marvel movie. It's okay. My, it's my favorite or it's my favorite Marvel movie now. I love it. I like it better than all the Iron Man. I almost it beats Guardians, but you know it's, it's like on that same level of Gar- as Guardians. It's the same thing. Where it's a it's a comic book movie, but it's totally fucking fun and different. Mm-hmm. It's got that. It's got that Guardians vibe. I love I loved it. And the coolest part, they make the cloak. They make his cape its own character. <laughs> He's great. The fucking cape is its own character. I liked it a lot. Uh, I watched that. I watched this really stupid. Uh, came out in the theater for about a weekend and uh, didn't make a lot of money, so it just left immediately. Uh, I watched this movie called Nerve. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I've seen many, many trailers about it, but it's something like, for me, it's kind of like, I'm going to be bored with it about 10 minutes in. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, do, I don't want to dissuade anybody, because I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Seize the trailer. Right. Don't give the movie a chance. At some point, I do want to sit down and watch that, but right now, I just feel like, Ten minutes in, I will turn that off and poop all over it. Well, this is – are we talking about this? This is the movie where uh, – It's the video – it's the not the video game. Yes, the internet you to game. Like, hey, go kiss this stranger and you win like 500 bucks. It's kind of like a game show. Yeah, and they get stuck in uh, it. Well, guess what? I will be that guy because I watched about a half hour of it and turned it off because it was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it I, a shot. <laughs> I, I, it's not a bad concept. It's just – they did it in like this sleek, sexy teen way, where I think yeah. it, they. I don't know, man. How in like this that, concept can work? They tried it with fear, fear dot com. No, that didn't work. It didn't work in the horror setting. It doesn't work in like this sexy teenage Twilight type shit. And it's just I don't know. It's a concept, but it, nobody's really nailed it yet. I don't. Yeah, know. I was gonna say there's. I have a feeling. This is going to open up for a lot of movies, but the problem is it's going to be a lot of bad ones before you get that 
really good one that actually does it the right way. Yeah, well... Uh, and Ner- Nerve's going to be that in-between movie. It's it's not exactly, you know, terrible, but... That fucker flatlined at the theater, dude. It's like already... Yeah, and, I'm, and I'll, I'll say this, though. Out of the movies that make it and don't make it, I'm very surprised that did flatline. I thought oh, that was going to be one of those easy, hey, it's going to make $85 million at Ooh. the theater, and it didn't, and I was kind of... It kind of threw me off. I was like, "Wow, I can smell more smarter than I thought it was." I I saw the trailer for that when I saw "Don't Breathe," I think, and I could smell the stink of failure all over it. Then, and I was like, "Nope." You know what though? That movie they're catering to the crowd that's asking for it, Mm -hmm. and the problem is the crowd that asked for it. It's not us. Well, it's not us. Yeah. But the crowd that was asking for it under 25 didn't go support it. And if anything, Hollywood ain't going to learn anything from that. But it should be, you know, something like that that should open their eyes to, hey, just because you put it out there and believe that's what people want to see doesn't mean everyone's going to go see it. And it goes back to uh, just everything from cable to your fire stick to – on demand to nobody wants the people have gotten picky now way too many more options to watch that on any freaking format and go do stuff i buy it i i I buy it yeah you're right it's uh and also speaking of another computer driven movie that i turned off a half hour into it uh i tried to watch snowden because i love oliver stone Mm -hmm. uh Dude, and it's not a bad, badly filmed movie. It's just like the pacing of it is just so tedious, and you're just like, oh my god! And you're you're numb to this fact that like by now, the government is into everything. They're watching whatever porno you're looking up. They're fucking in. They're into everything. They they've got the eye on the Xbox watching you at all times. Your cell phone could. I think everybody's numb to that fact now, and it, and like Snowden was supposed to be like, oh my god, this revelation, and now you're just like, well, yeah, we, it's a biopic that kind of forgets that it's a biopic, and it's supposed to be shocking when it's not really, but I mean, Oliver Stone could still fucking shoot a hell of a movie. It looked fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, it, it, I, what you said is what I've heard. Yeah, and it drove. I, I, Holy I shit. was very interested in that movie but everything i've heard about the movie including what you're saying right now makes me just like eh, i'm in no hurry to watch it now well, it, it like goes on and on and on yeah. and fails to make its point like it's just fucking droning but man I, yeah the days of oliver stone making fucking just all-time classics is is over sadly i mean we've got our jfk our natural board killers We've got our U-turn, and I really love fucking U-turn, at least. And we've got our, uh, the doors. Everything that guy did in, like, the 90s is fucking primo shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't think that's ever gonna... He needs to just start just start doing drugs again, dude. I love <laughs> you, Oliver Stone. I think you're a fucking genius, but... Yeah, man. I, I, it's like Tarantino said, you only got so much, and... After it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> you start making crap after a while, but... I watched that. I watched. Pull my list up here. 
can't recommend any of those. I watched The Monster, which uh, I kind of had. I've, I've seen it twice now, and I've had complete opposite reactions both times. So that's going to make for an interesting conversation next week when we talk about awesome. The I, I hey, good or bad, I like interesting conversations uh-huh. about it. Um, oh, and I watched the original Halloween two again, and you know what? I uh, I love John Carpenter with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. I like Halloween two better than the original. Wow. I really do, man. I think, like, the stakes are higher. You know what Michael, like, if you look at it, I mean, you can make an argument where it's kind of an Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 situation there, where you can honestly, you know, if you were a film student, you could sit down and and edit those two movies into one killer fucking movie. I think you could do that with Halloween 2 and Halloween. I just, I don't know what it is, man. Like Halloween one's all set up about like Michael Myers and, and Loomis and their and and the Strodes and how they all interact. And, and part two, like the gloves are off. It's mm-hmm. straight slasher. I, I will say this: I really love um, the TV movie version mm-hmm. of uh, part two. I still need to see that one because I haven't seen that version yet. Yeah, it's I. What's the difference the, here? I have the very first time it, it was on DVD is that 30th anniversary set with the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. I have it's on there and I have that. But yeah, just that aren't TV. The, aren't the kills like out of order or something? It's um that I'm not totally sure, but I know the the TV version has where uh, has the dream sequence of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis um going to see her brother. Michael Myers when I've not seen this. Yeah, when he's a teenager in the hospital. So you don't know if it's just all a dream or she's just having a nightmare of when she did do it. Um there's also an extra Dr. Loomis scene at the beginning where they're like flashing back and he's he's in the courtroom at one point screaming about uh why aren't you putting Michael Myers away and some other stuff. It is stuff. Carpenter helped uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, I think, uh, uh, shoot because the times uh, for TV, it didn't run long enough or they wanted it to run like 10 minutes longer. Something like that so it would queue up with commercials at the time. Right, yeah. Um, because like when the second one came out, like they did a scene or two for the original when it came on TV. And then when the second one came to regular TV, I think like two years later, there he filmed this stuff for the first one when the second one came out the theaters. And when the first one was coming on TV, they said, well, since you're doing this, can you put this into the second one? You know, they had like, I forget how much money it was. It was like $35,000 or $50,000, somewhere in that range in two days of shooting. And basically, they shot some extra stuff while they were shooting part two, like the end of it. Well, they were doing like uh, kind of like a standard thing, how you'll do, hey, I want to do a stand-in or I want to do an extra uh, voiceover, things of that nature. And they decided to do this because I think it was NBC at the time would, had the had bought the rights. And that's how you get some of this. And that's how the story start of all this extra footage in reality where – we still to this day haven't seen any extra footage, but there is extra scenes for Halloween too. 
I need to I need to check out that TV version. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it's kind of like when you first see. Uh, you remember when that where there was a TV version of Army of Darkness that was? Completely- yes, I do. I was like. I watched that with my mom. At, it was on Sci Fi Channel. They used to play yes. that version. And I'm like, this is. A, there's a lot of weird. I don't remember it. They were this. the ones that did it first. That was. I remember that being like, what a, a really cool moment. I'm like, I don't. This is weird and I like it. Yeah, because this this confirmed the whole bootleg version of Captain Supermarket and yeah. all this other stuff that people used to talk about and. That was it right there. It, it just that started that. But yeah, that like I said, I believe it's not a ton of stuff, but it is. If you're a fan of the first two movies, it is uh, funny because you go and you watch them, and it is like watching Army of Darkness for the first time on like Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't my Army of Darkness. Uh uh-uh, yeah. But this is pretty fucking cool. It was, it was <laughs> like the same shit. It was just different takes that were uh, like. Yeah, and plus, different, yeah. And plus the Captain Supermarket ending uh, nope. that it, that didn't play on DVD for many years. So it, it was it's cool, and Halloween Two is cool like that. But most of the stuff takes place more in, as they would say, the first reel, like basically the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Mm, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I'm sure I could get that on the cheap somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, like I said, if you're a fan and anybody that hasn't seen it yet, it's definitely worth checking out. I'm sure it's, like, on everything now. Yeah. Any version that comes out now. But I remember that being a big deal uh, when the 30th anniversary one came out because they did that 25 years anniversary one that came to DVD. And even on there, they talked about the extra scenes. Yeah. But, yeah, again, I go back to this this is what I believe always sparked the conversation that there's like a whole other movie to the first one out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm leaning heavily towards Halloween two being the better movie. I mean, I don't, I, that's blasphemous, but I, I think that that's the case. At least it is in my, my fucking world. And that is all I watch, sir. Okay. Um, Oh, what have I been watching this week? Um, didn't watch a ton of stuff, but you know, I kind of stayed away from the computer too much this week, and it was just Thanksgiving act- drinking weekend. Yeah, it's just I tried not to be on too much and just basically take a break, just enjoy doing stuff, hanging out. That's what we've been doing with the show. I mean, it wasn't our fault, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I finally uh, crossed uh, crossed a couple of movies off my. Uh, I have a new list that I made uh, starting last weekend when we last talked of awesome. movies to look for, and this past week I crossed off a few of them, like One of the Dead, uh, which was a Cuban zombie movie. It's basically uh, Shaun of the Dead in Cuba. They killed Castro. Uh, yes, it, it's. It's a funny movie. I'll give him credit. I enjoyed it. Uh, Night Feeders, like this independent early 90s hillbillies fighting alien creatures that come from meteors. Uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, it just it was. It's always been one of those. Uh, it's like it's not exactly low budget, but you could tell this was independent and got a very small studio behind it. Sure. 
appeal, yeah. And it, it's been on my list for quite a long time, actually. A uh, movie I come by, I come past by accident on Naruku, uh, Sector 7. It's a Korean, uh, kind of like a Deep Star 6 creature flick on an oil rig. Think of, uh, Ghost Rig or Thal, uh, those type of films, but it's Korean. Had Does subtitles. Have, uh, fucking, oh, booty shorts. No, it didn't have William Forsythe. Oh, but basically, cobras on a on a fucking oil rig. Yeah, the the premise of the film is you know they're drilling for for oil and this sea creature comes up and of course somebody had the bright idea to start fucking with the sea creature and it mutates and the son of a bitch just doesn't die. <laughs> like they they shoot it, they blow torches, they. Do everything to this creature, and this thing just keeps going. Is it as cool as fucking Deep Rising? Because that is one of the best movies. There is. No, no, Deep Rising. Oh, that that that's the standard right there. It just Sector Seven has a couple of boring parts. Uh, that's that's like the kind of find that I enjoy, not like everybody else enjoys. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally got to watch a couple of documentaries. Adjust your tracking. I finally got to see. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, I was laughing because I know half of the people in it. Yep. <laughs> and just, I liked that they brought up the whole blockbuster thing. And it brought up some stuff I didn't know about, but, you know, it, 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 the whole point, everybody always laughs at me when I always talk about blockbuster killing everything and calling them Satan or son of Satan for how many years with Walmart. And I liked that they brought it up in the beginning about Blockbuster just killing the VHS industry. That's interesting. I have no frame of reference. We did not have a Blockbuster within three pounds of me. There was a couple within a few miles of me, but it was it was a legit thing. You know what I mean? It it was one of those things, and I knew about it. Um, Watched the Cropsey documentary finally you talk to you need to talk to bryce about that one dude yeah well bryce is bryce and i have always had conversations and that's who kept emailing me as you were talking about movies because i just posted the trailer tonight and he's like yeah he's nine years old lived two blocks away and that andre rand guy he's like yeah man that is truly his boogeyman that's fucking but i weird. said i said to bryce though i said is it just me or did the documentary seem way too long? And he's like, you're right. It is way too long. Because they said it just seemed like they kept going over the same information. Like after about 40 minutes in, yeah. it just kept going back and going back and going back. And I was like, this documentary should have been 60, 70 minutes at the most. It's like, if that is like interesting Very interesting. Never knew anything about it except from having conversations with Bryce when we'd be on Jagoff Massacre and constantly talking about that. I can't believe Uh, that that he knows that that was where he lived when he grew up. That's insane. Yeah, he he tells stories of the smokestacks and the asylum and basically uh, what happened. Just if anybody hasn't ever seen this, uh, a mental institution basically who came in Reagan cut all the. It was either Ray, yeah, it was Reagan, right? He come in, got all the funding, and the people just got let loose. Yeah, Yeah, basically, don't forget, too, in the middle of the documentary, they're like, yeah, 1972, Geraldo. This is how Geraldo Geraldo made his bones. This Mm -hmm. is how he got famous. He 
somebody took him in there unannounced and basically he just turned the cameras on all the filth and depravity and just yeah just basically he's like this is where everyone dumpster dumpster humans that have uh, mental problems yeah have mental or physical or both and just are not a part of society and it was this government funded school and there's just naked kids everywhere and they're playing with shit and they're playing with their own shit, other people's shit. They're hiding under sinks. It's really bad stuff, you know, and it just, it's, it's all just, on YouTube if you want to look, but it's hard to watch, man. I mean, you can, I don't know, dude, it's like the, that was, that was in the seventies and yeah, that was 72. All when that all shit, the, like, but like I said in the documentary, it took them ten years to shut that place down. Then yeah, it, it just it slowly. But from what I understand, it was just like, hey, uh, we're closed, and yep, they just left them there. Yeah, some of them uh, they sent to different homes and things like that, and then others they were just like, don't know what to do with you. Good luck. Yeah, and... this was one of the guys that got left there. Well, part of it, too, the, you know, the story goes, if you're going by the documentary, was the dude worked there as a janitor. He even shows up on film while Geraldo's in there. Um, that basically he, even before he was working there, he uh, was, how to put it, he was a suspect in a nine-year-old's rape. Mm-hmm. And he just, had a thing for little kids, especially little kids with mental retardation. Yeah, 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 because there was just, like, they that was how they started linking everybody was, like, people with low IQs, like, the Down Syndrome girl was, the, like, the first one after the place closed, and then all of a sudden, a couple years later, it was some dude who's 21, but he was maybe 14 or 15 in reality, yeah. and, and it just, like, it went from there, and it just, outside of that girl that with, with Down Syndrome, they have not found these other people like their bodies or anything like that and it just this dude wouldn't will not talk and it's it's an interesting thing and how like it affected that community how it it still affects it it just that's some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and it just it it, in how it, it is the best example of when people ask how government funding gets wasted or what happens when they stop just this is it we're done it is an example of that kind of stuff yeah it's one of the Uh, best documentaries that there is like i said it's good but i just thought they kept uh churning through the same material over and over and i thought they could have edited it down more i think they could have done much better on telling more stories and talking to more people than keep going back and there was no updates there was nothing new the whole time you right. know what i mean yeah and it just it to me that was annoying me it just like i would have loved it because the urban legends that were not just in that area but all around stanton island well didn't I, steve tell us about the one documentary where it's like you know, it has Cropsy in there, but then it also has like four or five other different urban legends, like one about the clowns. 
Yeah, that was the one Steve and I were talking yeah. about. That, but yeah, I think it's the same people that were behind. Killer Legends. Kofsky. That's what it was. Yeah, it's better yeah, it, told in Killer Legends than. But if you want to get real in depth, then Cropsey is your jam. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Because Killer Legends, yeah, this I believe it's the same people done a couple years after it. It premiered on Sci Fi Channel. Yeah. And do you know uh, what those guys are doing now? That's about yeah. ready to come out. They are doing a documentary about. Do you remember the books, uh, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No, I don't. Oh, they were some pretty, uh, they were for kids, but they were pretty hairy, and they had some truly horrific uh, artwork attached to them. Okay. I remember them very well. There's like three of them, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Guillermo del Toro is involved in that, too. Oh, okay. I think I've seen the story on that. Uh... That you know he was doing something like that, mm-hmm. so yeah, that that makes sense. But anyhow, um, also watch the Pittsburgh Penguins 50th anniversary. I know you're not a I have no frame uh, of reference here, Don. Yeah, hockey fan, but it was just uh, being a Penguins fan. It was great seeing that stuff. That was awesome because they literally Did they beat pulled, up the Flyers. Yeah, it, well, they pulled footage out of like everything from year one and. Told the whole story about how the penguin died that they had come out on ice. <laughs> like they got a they penguin. had a real penguin and they and they came, they brought it out and it died. Yes, it came oh. out. It got it got a pneumonia because they had a South African penguin. It was an Arctic penguin and no one knew. Who fuck fuck I didn't know. I didn't know that thing was either. <laughs> it was just it was stories like that. And to top it off, during that season, since they said people loved the penguin at that time. And this is 1967. Yeah. They stuffed the penguin and put it out in the lobby. Well, before the year was out, somebody stole the penguin. And to this day, no one knows who stole in, it. Or in where. your mom's cabinet. That's where it's at, dude. <laughs> well, there was a lot of people on there making fun. Like, you know, one day this is going to be in someone's basement. They find it like, oh, yeah. It. When we were 18, we stole that from the arena. <laughs> you're going to go on a chud uh expedition into some deep dark cryptic pittsburgh basement and find the penguin uh, dude it wouldn't surprise me because i've been in a couple of <laughs> basements where i have found some weird ass shit like the one dude's basement and this just pretty much tells you you know what i find half of the time this dude's basement he had he worked for iron city at one point oh and he had uh, well, he had just hundreds of cases of the Steelers Super Bowl years cans down there. Oh man, he needed to visit. Uh, you needed to let him in on a little site called eBay, dude. Yeah, and it was just like there was mold growing on it. It's oh. just there was some weird shit growing off of it. I'll tell you, man, those beer distributor guys, my dad, when he was laid off from his job, he took a job delivering beer, right? Mm -hmm. And holy shit, like the beer companies would give those dudes like promotional every motherfucker had like patches and mirrors and and shirts and work shirts and all kind of shit, man. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say some other dude had a bunch of Stroh's stuff. Yep. Stroh's Michelob. Yeah, no, it just all sitting down in his basement. I'll it tell you just, what, man. If I had if I had all the pap shit, 
that he had when I was a little kid growing up, <laughs> I could make millions off of fucking you, hipsters. Yeah, I was going to say, you could retire because all the hipsters would be coming to you. I would just be mayor of Austin. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's just it, it, funny in that way. It's like almost a three-hour documentary. Jeez. And it, it's just it's great because, one, it basically the team went into bankruptcy a couple of times during that time, almost moved a couple of times. And this is even before they won a cup. You know, like twenty some years later, really? and and the whole time, and just talking about different players that come in, like even before we had Mario Lemieux, like there's this dude Michelle Briere who played in 1969 and 20 years old, and basically he, like everyone said, he was the best hockey player. Like he was gonna be the next big thing in the National Hockey League. And had a great rookie season. And during the summer, he got in a car accident, fell in a coma for about 10 months, and then died. Holy and it shit. just, yeah, it just, different stuff like I knew about that, but there's just so much stuff like that that happened for so many years before they won a cup. It was one of those things, kind of like Cleveland, you kind of wondered, are you ever going to win anything? Nope. A judge of by today's. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go. Owen, we've got four more chances to keep out of Owen sixteen. It's what they say the other day. It's like uh, the first time in NFL history that a team has been mathematically eliminated before Thanksgiving. Well, Detroit went Owen sixteen a few years back. Yeah, but everybody else in their their uh, the, division was division. Too, yeah. Okay. And. I also I'm about halfway through uh, the Colchuk the Night Stalker TV series. I started watching that this week. Nice. I need to revisit that also. That sounds like something I need to do uh, on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah, Holy I started. Shit, are you sitting me? Tim just sent me a fucking link. Parents is getting released on Blu-ray. Yep. Son of a bitch. Right on. That's a that's a jam. You need to go find people's parents. That's a fucking. But- Mega Jam. That's what I've been watching, sir. Well, we have no que- or we have no news. Other I was gonna than, say no questions. What other, are you? other than everybody died this week, uh, and parents is getting released on Blu-ray. So let's forgo to all that bullshit and get right to the questions. All forty of them, guys. Come on. <laughs> I love y'all, but. Send us some serious questions. Actually, there might be serious questions. I yeah, there's a. There, I was looking over. There is a few. Usually, when there's like forty questions, it's Ed bombing the fucking question page about AIDS or some shit. Yeah, and that, it's not in here. So, which I did see today on Facebook. It said, uh, "Had a picture." It was the most Ed Quillen advice I'd ever seen. Had a picture of Charlie Sheen, and it said, "Life gave me lemons, so I fucked them and gave them lemonades." <laughs> and I just wrote that's very Ed Quillen like advice. Um cool dude, John Michael Sabo, who was one of the first people to let me know about Wolfcott. I hope that is of uh, relation to uh legendary third baseman from the Cincinnati Reds, Chris Sabo. Chris Sabo. Yes, I love <laughs> he that doesn't guy. have the glasses like Chris Sabo. Nope, but I have been I have been compared to Chris Sabo more than one time in my life when I used to play baseball. Because I was, I played third base and I had glasses and I had curly hair. 
I so wanted somebody to hit Chris Sabo in the face with a baseball. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt him. That fucking guy. I just, I wanted him to get smacked so hard. I wanted Barry Larkin just to punch him in the face. I don't know why. I had something against that dude. <laughs> I just wanted Barry Larkin to go over like, fucking hate you, white dude, and just start punching him in the face. He was like the whitest baseball player to ever fucking play the game. I swear to God. Because between him and John Olerud, uh, wearing the batting helmet all the time. Yeah. Because I I would always be like, that's fake. Come on. (laughs) Somebody bean him. (laughs) Didn't Chris Sabo, like, literally have, like, he couldn't take hits to the head for some reason? I I think it was something with his eyes. Yeah, I know he had bad eyes. Yeah, I'm not sure. But Olerud, yeah, he had to wear the batting helmet because he couldn't take – he would wear it out in the field. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, he, I knew he had a head thing. And I was, I was like, every time I was in, I was like, he's bullshitting. <laughs> like, bullshit artist. It's like, fucking being that motherfucker. You're calling bullshit artist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I it just always, for some reason, him and Sabo were on my list of people that I hated for no apparent reason. I love that dude. Anyway, what's his question? Uh, John if Michael we, Sabo. Uh, if you are a relation, let us know because you're awesome. Uh, he does ask, dumbest object anyone ever got killed with in a movie? Uh, uh, the ice cream cone in uh, Last Action Hero is pretty stupid. Mm. That's dumb as shit. I mean, there's cool stuff. I always thought one of the coolest kills with something like that is in the, I don't remember which Final Destination, but when the grill blows up and sends the fucking barbed wire print through the dude. Yes, I I did not see that coming, and I was like, wow, that's awesome, and I fucking rewound it a bunch. I I laughed my balls off at that. That or when you think the lady's safe and you know she's not, and the airbag explodes and, and fucking puts her head through the PVC pipe. Yes. I'll tell you another one. Uh, the pose- it's I love the movie, but it is a stupid fucking premise. Uh, the satanic evil laundry machine in the Mangler. <laughs> Fold Robert <laughs> England up in like three parts. That's pretty stupid. But I love that movie. It's just so cheesy and glorious. Yeah, I might have to go with you. Yeah, that, that dumbest object. That's, yeah, that's kind of bad. Um, his next, his next question or statement, however you want to call it, he said, it would be cool if Yins came up with a top five list in every category, let your audience vote on the best, then do a results show later down the line. Oh, totally hold on. That's do, a lot of work, sir. Yeah. He's like, you totally need to do a best boob scene and best harbor, harbinger of doom character, i.e. Friday the 13th, crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph. Oh man. That's a lot of work. Um, you want to become an intern? Go yeah, right ahead, buddy. Come on, that would be that would be that's a good that is a good idea. I'm just it's a great idea. But anytime we have done stuff even remotely like that, no one, no, no one, one comes, yeah, no one like emails us or anything of that nature. So, but anyhow, now on to the other. Thank which, you, new time, new new person. Keep writing back. Yeah, of which I gotta ask you. I have a question before we move on, and I was thinking of this this weekend. Yes. On Thanksgiving, 
Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a Thanksgiving you decided you just didn't feel like watching football? You decided you were going to watch movies or something like that? Has there ever been a Thanksgiving like that? Oh, I always have my Turkey Day MST3K marathon. I watched I watched uh, Mitchell this weekend. I just didn't say anything. I watched Mitchell. I watched Hobgoblins. I watched Red Zone Cuba. And I watched uh, Puma Man with Donald Pleasance on Mr. Science. I watched all of those. I, I was going to say, I've seen that. I think that was actually on, like, Me TV or something two weekends ago. Oh, they had the Mystery Science Theater Turkey Day Marathon? No, they they have it on, like, uh, 8 o'clock on a Saturday night. Original they'll episodes, ha- like? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they'll have it on. It's on usually before uh, Seven Goalie. Cool. Yeah, I just, man, this... I told you about Thanksgiving. Like, I love going down to my my mom's side of the family because we play this game called Aggravation, and it is it's like if you I'm not gonna explain what it's a board game, like an old timey mm-hmm. board game with marbles, and it, it, it's every time you get hit, it's ten cents in the pot, and we one game lasted like three hours, and <laughs> we got up to ten bucks. I won, which I also won. Man, I had a good Thanksgiving, dude. I won. I won $10 down there. I fucking ate a bunch of turkey and dressing and sugar cream pie. I came home and I watched the Turkey Day Marathon. The next day, we took Grandma to the casino. I ended up winning $200 over there. It was a good nice. It was a fucking good weekend. <laughs> I wish I would I, I would have rather changed it all to be in Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, dude, it had been fun. How it was that? Good. I, I, all we did was sit around and drink. and. Who showed up? I, I, I want to be jealous. Uh, no one, like, no one, Dan didn't show up to play cards because he said it was middle of the week, and Dan actually, I knew this to begin with, he goes in on Thanksgiving morning, he works a lot of overtime from time to time. Fuck you, Dan. And I, I knew that. I did get a was... message out of the blue from Dan that just said Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he texted me one on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, we played Tripoli Wednesday night, we played Tripoli Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. One friend Craig came over Wednesday night. We're only playing for pennies. He kept saying we should play for nickels or dimes. That some... shit can get out of hand. It, I was gonna say, some bitch. As soon as we go out on my porch, like about eleven o'clock Wednesday night, he's like, "So glad we played for pennies." He lost three dollars in pennies. Dude, he would have. We had a, we had a game destroyed. In college, we had a we had a friendly game of uh fucking bid. I don't remember what it was. Some it was some kind of poker where if you knocked and thirty-one lost. No, one thirty-one. Uh, if you thought you had the best hand, you could knock, and then everybody could throw up uh, a face card, uh, card in, face up, and mm-hmm. anybody could take that card and build the best hand they could. If you lost, you had to pay the pot, and we went from a quarter to like one hundred thirty dollars. It gets it got real unfriendly real quick. I was gonna say it sounds stop to it. Sounds kind of like a in between AC Ducey and Thirty One that we play because when like friend Craig, we last time we were up his house playing poker, um, I won. Like we played Texas Hold'em, then we'll play a bunch of small games, you know, yeah. for like buck pots and different things like that. Sure. Well, they go, oh, we're gonna play AC Ducey. I wasn't gonna stay too much longer. I was tired. I believe AC Ducey is what we call screw your neighbor. Okay, see, that's Screw Your Neighbor is a different game from that, and that's what we play. One card, Screw Your Neighbor. Okay, okay. Yeah, and 
anyhow, AC Ducey, they're in there playing at Mater uh, with his uh, his Uncle Bob, or as it says on my wife's cell phone, maybe Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. Get... <laughs> got an Uncle Bob. Because I'll get because we kept getting random texts from this person, like this weird number, yeah. and the text would be like wrestling matches. <laughs> and Uncle Bob you loves wrestling. Demko? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bob loves wrestling, so we put in there maybe Uncle Bob and laugh every time we get a text now. Uh, but Uncle Bob and I are drinking on the back porch, and I mean, no more than twenty minutes after we left, just. From the poker table. And they started playing AC Ducey. A bunch of them come out, and my buddy Craig's like, Take me to ATM machine. I'm drunk. I need money. I was like, What the hell's going on? He's like, Pots up to $264. Oh, Jesus. I was like, We were only gone 20 minutes. What the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> a bunch of drunk people going to get go get money out of the ATM machines because <laughs> everyone was losing their ass all of a sudden. That, uh, it, it doesn't, it's, that's not, then it's not fun anymore. After no, all. it isn't. Yeah. It's like, we just got done playing Texas Hold'em where you do not lose more than 10 bucks. Yeah. And all of a sudden in 20 minutes, the pot's up to 264. I was like, something's wrong here. But anyhow, uh, your boy, Ben Grimm's Steve Benningfield, he said Messiah of Evil for the best underrated movie. I am not sure I've seen Messiah of Evil. If I've seen it, I can't fucking. Uh, yeah, I was, I'm with you. I'm not recalling it. Let's let's watch it. Let's watch it in a couple weeks. Okay. Mark it down. Find it so I know which one it is. Messiah of Evil. Okay. I'll look at yeah. her on YouTube. Uh, Carolyn Hoshouter, Mike's best half. He wants to know, or she wants to know, best non-horror movie starring someone famous for horror movies. And starring? Then, uh, yeah, best non-horror movie starring someone famous for horror movies. Oh, that's easy. Fucking Roller Boogie. Roller Boogie. It's got to be Roller Boogie. Come on. With Linda Blair? Yeah, with Linda Blair. See, I was trying to think of something else, like, just, uh, you know, something different. But, I mean, honestly, you can say Rucker Hauer. Uh, which one? Uh, Blind Fury is not a is not a horror movie. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, well, Blade Runner isn't a horror movie. No, that's true. Just throwing them out there, but yeah, I, I like I like yours, Linda Blair. That's yeah for Roller Boogie. That's not bad. Uh, Messiah of Evil on YouTube in full. Nice. Uh. Also, she says, best death using lawn care equipment. Oh, it's got to be fucking uh, Dead Alive. I was going to say, Dead Alive or Frankenhooker? I like, and I, I, <laughs> I've not seen Frankenhooker, so I don't know, but I like... Uh, That's the opening sequence. <laughs> oh, I have to watch it. I don't know why I'm like putting off my Frankenhooker for some reason. I don't know why either. I just have never had an urge to watch Frankenhooker. I don't know what it is, but... It, it is literally on the movie channel every Saturday night. Well, did you see the new... We'll, we'll do a little news segment because it just popped in my head. Did you see what Hen and Lauder and our boy Gabe Bartolos are doing next? They've got I... a Kickstarter for it right now, and everybody needs to go look this up because it looks cool as hell. Evidently, um, I believe it happened in Texas, and there was a zine called Boiled Angel, 
And yes. He's the only man ever to go to jail for obscenity. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about. And they're about doing now. a documentary yes. on it, and it looks fucking great. Um, she also wants to know best use of humor in a horror movie. Evil Dead 2. Absolutely fucking Evil Dead 2. Because it, it, it nails say, the in-between horror. Yeah, I was going to say a close no. second might have to be Dead Alive. Or I could go Critters. True, but if you're going to go truly bizarre, you got to go Meet the Feebles. True. Meet the Feebles might be the most bizarre humor outside of the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other level. The Greasy Strangler wins. It's uh, because I'm, I'm not sure that's humor. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, Evil Dead 2, yeah. you. I, I mean, that's the obvious one, but... I always like to throw in there, dead alive. I'll tell you the funniest part, and I, I swear to God, this is hilarious. And I know people, this is a revered movie, but at the end of Dawn of the Dead, where Peter puts the little fucking twenty-two up to his head, and then he decides he wants to live, yes. and the all-American badass fucking cheese music kicks in, and yes. he's throwing, like, fucking, obviously, real bad kung fu maneuvers at yes. the zombies. That is high comedy to me. <laughs> that's when that fucking beat hits i just lose it it's the I, best i fucking love that part i i will say there's two movies that i could add into this best use of humor in a horror movie evil aliens from new zealand which i think is a jake west film that came out like about five six years ago okay. um it's like in the spirit of bad taste well basically. you had me at new new zealand so yeah, um, and also there's a, a more of a lesser-known movie from the 90s called Evil Ed. I remember that one. That one I would like to throw in there, best use of humor in a horror movie. I do remember that. I do remember that one. I'm surprised you didn't say Dr. Giggles. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies the genius of Dr. Giggles. Is that satire? Or is that so good? At a level so high of satire that it's not satire anymore? Was that meant to be a parody of a slasher movie or a genuine slasher movie? Therein lies the genius of Dr. Giggles. I don't know if I'm supposed to take that serious or not, and that's why I love it so much. Okay, moving on. Patricia Stevens wants to know, best robot in a movie? Robocop! Uh, yeah, there's... There is almost nothing better than that, but if you want to go beyond the obvious of RoboCop, there's a great movie with Brad Dorff. Death Machine was Death really Machine. good. Um, Robot Jocks is always great and yeah, Crash uh, and Bird. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, hardware. But, that, that hardware robot was cool. Yeah. Had it like had a lower torso that eh, just didn't quite work. I was going to say uh, the first Terminator, when that first came out and you got to see it. Yeah. Mind blown. I remember the first time we rented that on VHS when Arnold's going to cut his eye out with the exacto yeah. knife. Dad, like, stopped the movie and called my cousin and wanted to know if he really did it. Like, is he going <laughs> to fucking cut it? And, and yeah, and we did not watch that part. My I'll only... tell you another cool fucking bunch of... Ro of robots it's like this by that movie uh it's really bad and donald sutherland is drunk throughout that movie with jamie lee curtis virus 
has yes. a bunch of fucking cool robots in it. Yes, but I, I'm also going to throw in an exception into this. and you C-3PO. Can just, I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. Westworld, the original. The exception, what do you mean? I, I just, I think that might be the best robot in a movie. Because, I mean, it's Yul Brenner. He's yeah. an android. I also like the two robots from the black hole a bunch. Oh, yeah, they're Both great. They're great. But I just think Yul Brenner kind of, like, that's kind of forgotten. Yeah, that. even though they got the TV show that's pretty rad right now. Yeah, well, I just, that's my new joke to play on young people. Yeah, well, did you know, I don't, I know you're not watching it, but uh, yeah. that particular Yul Brenner robot had a cameo in one of the uh, last episodes. Awesome. He was just in the background. It was pretty cool. That, that, see, that kind of stuff, I'm ha- always happy to hear that kind of stuff. Um, she also wants to know, best man-eating plant in a movie. Hmm, you know, I obviously it's Audrey too. Because that is one amazing animatronic puppetry. Yeah. I really want to say the fucking thing from from uh, Blood Beach, but you just can't see it. Yeah, and it's not really a plant, because I was even thinking Deadly Spawn, and that's, that's more of an alien. Yeah. Um, uh, what is it, Day of the Triffids? I love Creepshow, the Stephen King segment. That's true. That's fucking great. But yeah, I think I think the the remake of La, uh, Little Shop of Horrors that kind of that was it. They broke the mold, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, now everything's gonna be compared to Audrey now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan Gnarly Martin wants to know the Exorcist TV show. Discuss. I've watched four episodes and I've come to the conclusion that I'd rather eat a bag of Eddie Furlong's dermatitis scabs <laughs> with Ghost Aim. Is <laughs> dipping my balls in liquid nitrogen and watch another episode of that shit. Um, I'll take your word for it. I wasn't interested in that show, and I've not watched one second of it. So there's my discussion. I'll take your word for it. Uh, but you know what? I have heard people say it's real fucking good. Yeah, but I, I'm sorry. I just, I, for one reason or another, I can't get excited about that. At least Westworld, I understood. It's too hollow of a, gr- a hollowed ground, man, to be treading on. I think I'll just. But you know what? Maybe if I get pneumonia or some shit and I'm off work, I'll fucking watch a whole season of it if it piques my interest. But I, I'm uh, I'm with him right now. I'm just uh, it's not that I think it's bad. It's just that is not I'm not interested right now. Um, Tristan's next question is worst vampire portrayal out of these two twisted fuck ups: Eddie Murphy and Vampire in Brooklyn. You win or that the, one. I don't or care the, what the Dracula and Van Helsing. That one I can enjoy on a campy, like I know the guy was gone for, like, campy Dracula, even though it's fucking terrible. It is beyond terrible. Um, yeah, the first one, dude, that's just... Vampire in Brooklyn, I was gonna say, at least I kept laughing, because I kept, was waiting for him to go, Brother Noopsie! But that's the point where I realized that Eddie Murphy was had lost his, his funny. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't, 80s Eddie Murphy wasn't around anymore, and it yeah, bummed me out. Yeah, in... It was just like he was so miscasted in Vampire in Brooklyn. And I think that was the point. Yeah, it just he. I think he didn't get it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like that yeah, not movie. Forget, that's a Wes Craven joint. Yeah, but that movie had such a chance to be just it, that had the chance to be a real gem, and 
like it just you know a find one of those cult films yeah. and and instead it just became a complete joke of itself I'll and, tell you what I'll tell you what's better because it, this movie kind of stole its thunder is innocent blood oh yeah that movie's fucking righteous and everybody yeah. that's in the horror business and in filmed in Pittsburgh movie, is, was it really yeah, it's all filmed in Pittsburgh. Shit, I'm going to have to go back and see it. I haven't seen yeah, it for a couple of years. It's filmed in Carnegie and downtown Pittsburgh because the scene with uh, Tom Savini is actually, I believe, Market Square. Robert Loja. As a yeah. fucking mobster vampire, great. Because I remember them, um, I believe it was a Sunday morning is the end scene that they shot on. Yeah. That they shut down the streets of downtown Pittsburgh. That's a pretty impressive, uh, like, stunt-laden ending. Yeah, of her walking down the street mm-hmm. towards the sun. Yep. That that I believe they shot that on a Sunday morning because when they were shooting it, that came out in '92, I think. Yeah. And I remember it was at the tail end of right before I quit delivering papers, and I remember like them putting in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette or Pittsburgh Press was what I delivered at the time. I remember them talking about looking for extras downtown and some other stuff, and. Sweet. Yeah, it just I remember that being in Carnegie and everything too, and they'd like used a bunch of people's houses and pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I need to go back inside now that I know that's a Pittsburgh movie. I need to go back a, and it, check it out. And, yeah, even besides that, it's a vampire film that not many people talk about. And no, it's, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great under the radar early '90s vampire film that just seems to get buried better like, than like well i don't yeah no one ever mentions it and i think it's way better than it had any right being and i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up because i know it's like just fucking it didn't chock full of whore dudes oh yeah it um here you go we got i believe sam raimi's in it also tom savini's in it um, trying to think who else in it. Nicotero and Ken and B did the effects. Uh, we've got Chaz Palmentary, Robert Loja, Kim Coates. I like that guy. Marshall Bell, Luis Guzman, Don fucking Rickles, my man. Yeah, because he even becomes a vampire yeah. in it. Uh, Frank Oz, Forrest yep. Ackerman, uh, yeah, Sam Raimi, Argento. Is in it, Linnea yeah. Quigley. Um, just the fucking that's one on everywhere you look at that movie. Angela Bassett, who yeah. surprisingly enough was in Vampire in Brooklyn. Yep. Go. Yeah. Just. But we're off on a tangent. But yeah, watch Innocent Blood. It's the superior vampire movie. Terry Weigel was in it. Hey, there you go. There's the answer for a question later. Yeah, I'm trying to see if anybody else is. Uh, but yeah, like I said, nine, it came out in 92, John Landis film. Yep. And it released September, but yeah, I, it, see, yeah, it only grossed $4.9 million. Yeah, it was a complete flop, but it's a good movie still. It's a fucking fantastic yeah. movie. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, Aaron Marie Teeter, uh, gets in on this. She's. Josh from Down the Road's Old Lady. She wants to know best made for TV horror movie and Tristan hurried up and threw in there. Uh, he said it or Salem's lot for no, him. I can't, I can't back it cause it's only good. It's only good half of the time. I, I will go with the original Salem's lot. Great TV flick. 
The Midnight Hour is awesome. Wales, uh, Wheels of Terror. I never did get get to see Wheels of Terror. I know that was like a USA yep, production. Yep. Uh, you but, know the 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 TV version of The Shining's not that bad. It's not the remake. Not, yeah, yeah it's not it, the best of anything. It's it? not that bad, but everybody was pissed off because Jack Nicholson isn't in it, which proved my theory. That is The Shining as good as everyone likes to think yes. if Jack Nicholson wasn't in it. No. So. Oh, yeah. it is that good, Tim Gross, but. Uh, but yeah, I it's like Salem's Lot, unless you're talking Killdozer. Killdozer, you win, Killdozer. <laughs> I forgot that was a fuck Killdozer. Yep. Uh, but no, um, also, but if the, if there is, um, the two Night Stalker, since oh, I'm watching okay. full Chuck TV series. Yeah, both uh, Night Stalker movies were really good. What's it called? The I'm, Night Stalker and the Night Strangler? Yes. Yes, correct. Um, those were really good. Uh, still not better in Salem's Lot, but pretty good up there. And for anybody it's it's still looking to hear about 70s uh, TV movies, there is a 70s TV movie out there worth tracking down. stars Richard Lynch, and it's called Vampire. Huh. I don't know anything about that one. Talked about it like two years ago on the show real quick. It was one of something I came across that like I got off of Dan. Of course. I, yeah, that sounds like a Dan movie. Yeah, well, Dan was like, uh, he was asking me what I want, and I was looking through a list of stuff like he was burning for me, and I was like, I want that. And he's like, you know what that is? Is like, no, what is that? He's like, Richard Lynch is a... I was like, stop. Give it to me now. I was like, you won't even have to finish the sentence. <laughs> yep. I want to see this, and it's it's pretty good. It is pretty good. I think it came out in seventy seven. Mm, interesting. Yeah, worth. I believe it's on YouTube. I know it wasn't at at one point, but I believe it is now. That's a whole rabbit hole of an episode made for TV horror, man. I'd have to. Oh yeah, because there's in the 80s there's few and far, but the 70s were just like that was yep that was the thing. I'm still yeah, Killdozer just because that movie is so fucking god awful, stupid, but yet funny at the same time. And one time on Mystery Science Theater, one of my earliest memories is Killdozer called Crow on the phone one time. (laughs) We had a conversation. Yes, I remember that. And I can't find that episode. To save my life. So, like, Steve or somebody who's a giant Mystery Science Theater fan like me, tell me what episode. I've looked at Google. I don't know what episode that Killdozer called Crow on the phone. Uh, Tristan also wants to know, which werewolf design do you think is the best ever? Again, I like I like my we- my werewolves bipedal. I don't like them on four legs. So I'm going to go with the howling. And Dog Soldiers is good, too. I I, I know I might catch flack for this. Silver Bullet also. Yeah, I know I might catch flack. Yeah. I really enjoy uh, the four-legged one in Ginger Snaps. Never seen but, it still. But Werewolf TV series, I've always been partial to that. Hmm. That werewolf, for some reason, I've always liked it. I don't know if it was just because it was a TV series. It just, it was something I thought was cool. Interesting. And be warned, Ed Quinlan has just shown up oh, on Oh, shit, Facebook. here we go. <laughs> he hasn't gotten to the questions yet, but he has shown up. Um, 
And that's the sad part is we didn't say American Werewolf in London. No, I don't. I don't like my. I want them bipedal standing up. I don't. I like dogs. Like I said, I just that's what I said. I'll might catch some flack, but I have always been partial to the to the werewolf in the TV series Werewolf. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was great. My mom was a and, big fan of that show, and I never watched it. <clears throat> and I always liked uh, the Chuck Connors werewolf. <laughs> Because uh, he would have some gray and he was missing the eye, it was pretty cool. Um, Mike Watt also has Mike a. Mike uh, Watt. I don't know so much of a question as a statement. I still want to put it out there. If Mike Watt wants to produce me and Bryce's uh, horror porn parody, Clitters. <laughs> Clitoris. Clitters. Clitters. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're worse than critters. Yeah, we need we need a we need a fucking. Producer, buddy. Anyway. Uh, Mike Watt wants to know, least depressing appearance of a former non-horror celebrity in a no-budget horror movie. That is fucking hard. There's a lot of times I see Tony Todd show up. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. Now? It, 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 this, is, this might be the best question at all. This is a good all. one. This is a thinker, not a stinker. Um, <laughs> least depressing. I mean, if we, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a in ho, in the Halloween remake. I I mean, I love. That's a stupid <laughs> fucking character. But that's a no. It's, he's saying off. a no budget horror movie, though. Oh, no, but disco uh, disco exorcist for a still. <laughs> isn't Michael Berryman in Disco Exorcist? What isn't Michael Berryman in? Jesus Christ. That guy's in probably <laughs> fucking tampon commercials. Oh, man. It, 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 yeah, this. I'm going to make you pick one. You have to fucking pick one. I, dude, I, it's not so much picking one of trying to really. How about Alice Cooper in that fucking shitty Bigfoot Big movie? movie? <laughs> Because, no, you sit there and you think about it, and when, a lot of times when these people show up, you're like... Oh, that's what you're doing uh, for a paycheck now, huh? Yeah, it's like, oh... Unless it's R.A. Mahaloff. He could just show up, and that guy's allowed to do anything. Yeah, because he shows up in Pup- um, Pumpkinhead 2, and you're like, oh, this is awesome! And uh-huh. it's just... But, um, man... Uh, Virgil... If, but a former non-horror celebrity. Virgil showing up at the flea markets. That's <laughs> truly sad. I'm trying to think of a non-horror celebrity. Oh. Oh. Um, Corey Feldman and Corey Heyman blown away. Oh, you've angered some people I know. That's going to piss some people off. <laughs> because that's not a depressing appearance. Man, I fucking saw. What, what, I'm going to have to but, look it up, but I saw. That, that isn't really a high-budget film. <laughs> what was... I'm looking it up right now. I saw... Uh, uh, the Dead Sea. It was a video box of a Corey Haim movie, like a, or like a late Corey Haim movie. Oh man! Oh, Corey Haim's in a movie called Shark City. Oh, it's about cards, not about real sharks. Fuck. Can we say meatballs for? That's pretty sad too. Here it is. <laughs> the ho- look, look up the hostage game on fucking IMDb. Look <clears> at <throat> that. Oh my god! Look at that. It looks like a, a Left Behind movie. 
It looks so bad. The the hostage game. The hostage game, and it's it's it says uh, Corey Haim and Frank Molina. And underneath Corey Haim's name, as if you forgot, it says, in quotation marks, the Lost Boys. <laughs> That's truly sad. I saw that. I think Tristan Gnarly Martin might have had that on his page today. I'm like, ooh, that's... Whew. Yeah, I, dude, non-horror star, it just... Yeah, it has to be one of the Corys. It would have to be one of them. How about Corey Feldman on the Today Show? It's, well, yeah, that would... That Remember that, best. everybody? That was hot shit like three weeks ago. You've all uh, forgot about it now. Uh, but I have to give Mike, that is a great question. Fuck that yeah. is, Man, that is a really good question. Um, uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, best food to eat while when watching porn? I had this... Com- well, not exactly this conversation the other day with Silent Brian. Um... You know, chips. It's fucking yogurt. <laughs> oh no, I don't no. know about that. Well, let me ask you this question. This this is kind of the same question. Um, would you eat a buffet at a titty bar? No. Yeah, me neither, man. Brian's like, I don't know, dude. I've heard really good stuff about the one in Fort Wayne. We should go check it out. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I go to the fucking titty bar. You don't have to fucking. Like, I hear that from uh, – no, there was a guy I used to work with years ago. That's all he did was go to strip bars around Pittsburgh. Uh-huh, and they have ta- – it's a taco bar. And of course it is. And the dude died like a year or two ago. Uh-huh. But cool dude. But he would always tell me, dude, you don't understand. They got the best buffet there. I'm like, what why are you going there for the buffet? I know, dude. It just is like that's two things that don't go together: titty bar and buffet. Buffet is like, but yeah, he was hilarious. He would always be telling us at work, be like, "Oh, you gotta go there for the buffet." Never talk about the girls. Just be like, "Oh, buffet is great. They got prime rib on there on Thursday." <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> just like it's dying. Uh, Tristan wants to know who'd win at darts, the one-eyed preacher from Silver Bullet or Cyclops from Crawl. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Everett McGill. I'm going with the preacher because that 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 Cyclops from that's gotta be a big fucking dart, man. Yep. I but I understand Gnarly's uh, question just because. He throws that spear from, like, the middle of nowhere. True. Yes. Oh, man, yeah. I feel that was a lucky shot, though. I'm still going Everett McGill. Uh, Teeter's wife also, she had to say the stop-motion Cyclops Harryhausen made for some Foyds or Sinbad would beat both of them. Perhaps. Uh, Trissy Gnarly Martin... Said he would be disqualified from the game t- from taking vast amounts of cocaine, <laughs> performance-enhancing drugs, <laughs> while sniffing old ladies' big panties during each set. <laughs> oh, I love there's conversations going on while the questions are being asked. True. I'm uh, glad we just have to keep our voice down because yeah, it it is online right now. We might get bombed. Uh, Josh wants Josh Teeter wants to know what's your favorite or least favorite commercial featuring a horror personality or character. A commercial? Yes. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go a little different. There was a beer 
Yeah. Uh, there was a beer, uh, like a independent type beer. You're going where I was going to go. Yep. Uh, that uses the gonk from Dawn of the Dead, the sound, the music. And oh. I, my ears perked. I didn't see it, but my ears perked up from in the kitchen at my mom's house. And I was like, I know that. What the fuck is they doing? Is that on there for? And yeah, that's a horror. Not- I, I, I'm sorry, no. Um, I actually have two favorite commercials. Uh, one, Lance Henriksen featuring that beer from... Oh. I, yeah, where was it made? Like Australia or something? Something like that. That was just badass. But the uh, cereal commercial with Anthony Perkins. I don't I know about this one. The Grape Nuts. Look it up on YouTube. It is... Okay. It is, it is glorious. Cause he's creepy as fuck. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go even better. And people, uh, out there in podcast land, look up Charles Bronson's commercial for the Chinese cologne mandom. Holy oh. fuck. Charles Bronson is a magical fucking being in that. Yeah. That's the, um, all good, all good fucking. Yeah, least favorite, I don't know, with a horror personality or character. I thought it was cool when Bruce Campbell did the fucking Old Spice ads, but then it was just like it wasn't around very long. They kind of just fucking blew into town and went away, you know? Yeah. Well, and I remember I texted you, Bruce Campbell did the intro to the Detroit game. I didn't, no, I was was busy eating, I think. Yeah, he was narrating. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tristan has another question. He wants to know, best shark kill out of all the Jaws movies. You got some sweet questions this week. Just hope Kyle Buddy Spectrum 48K doesn't lose this episode. Hey, I'm on a whole new rig right now, buddy. He's, he's great saying, too, man. I've got nothing but positive things about the, the new He said you, you got up to the Commodore 128 <laughs> twice the pop. I had to go back to the fucking ColecoVision. <laughs> Best shark uh, kill in the series, man. Quint, dude. Yeah, I, I was going to say, they're, I mean, everybody, outside of the girl at the beginning. Yeah, everybody just, you know, they're like, oh, fuck, it's a shark, I'm dead. Quint fucking goes to town on that shark. He stabs the fuck out of it. The only thing that might be close, just for Tristan, uh, Tristan um, I have to say it, Louis Gossett Jr., when the shark oh, busts through the glass. I love that because it's so bad. Yeah. So, so yes. bad. That, that one's for Tristan. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, what is your favorite and least favorite Rocky, mo- Rocky movie? I, shit, I think I was talking about this on a show not too long ago. I'm going to defer to you on this one because I am not, I think I've seen Rocky 1 and 2 and that and 4 like once and they're just, it's something I need to go back to, man. I've not, I know I've not seen part three. I, just, I, five by far is mm. the, my least favorite. I take that back. I have seen that in the theater and it was pretty, I liked it at the time. But the Tommy yeah, Morrison one. Yeah, but that guy, uh, you know what happened to him and it's just. It's my least favorite. Um, I'm a big fan of three and four. Four just because of Dolph Lundgren. Three just because of Mr. T and Hulk Hogan was in it. Did you and see just... that deleted scene I sent you? I yes. think that was a. I think that was a deleted scene. Yes. Where Dolph Lundgren after the 
part four happens, he goes into the bar all fucking drunk and just. <laughs> that's a not a deleted scene. That's just. Is that from another from, movie? That's from Red Scorpion, I think it is. I've not seen Red Scorpion. <laughs> shit. Dude, I got it on Blu-ray. Oh shit, I need to watch it if that cool stuff happens. Yeah, I got it on Blu-ray. Somebody sent me, uh, I think it was Synapse. It sent me a screener. Huh. Yeah, um, but, uh, no, that's, that would have been funny. Mm. That was, um, but I, I will say this. As much as I like three and four, um, that Rocky Balboa, the sixth one, I've really enjoyed that one. Have you seen Creed yet? Because Creed, like, you can, Creed was very good also. Creed will tear your heart out. You can jump I, right I, in that I, and not know anything about it. I was than... very surprised, but just the Rocky Balboa one, that the sixth one yeah. that came out a couple years ago before Creed, it surprised me. I didn't think it was going to be that good. And it was actually pretty de- damn decent. Dude, Stallone, he's good. He is good. Uh, Quast wants to know, best attempt at rebooting a dead Stallone franchise. Should there be an over-the-top two? No. Over-the-top. Look, people, let me tell you something. This is something I will go to my grave fucking saying. I've said this before. Over-the-top sucks. (laughs) Nothing? (laughs) Watch that movie. That kid is annoying, and nothing happens in that movie. You know what it is? It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. And then Terry Funk gets thrown through a window, and then a bunch of other bullshit. And a guy drinks motor oil and gets sick. I, that movie is boring as shit. I don't. That's like the one beloved '80s movie that I'm like, you guys are all just fucking. Did you, if they ain't gonna get Tango and Cash going again, we need another stop your mom. No, we shit. Gonna shoot. Who's gonna be the old lady though? Still, Kenny's dead. I'm sure they. Um, what's her name? Betty White, because didn't she turn, like, 93 oh, better, this past week or something? Get that fucking green light real quick. <laughs> She's the next to Abe Vigoda, man. Is is Ernest Borgnine dead? He is dead, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple oh, years. like, man, they should do Stop or My Grandpa Will Shoot. <clears throat> yeah, a couple years. That dude kind of died in his sleep, I think it was. Because he just got done doing a movie. R.I.P. Cabby. Uh, uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know. I want to see the next Creed movie take on Islamic State's top contender in the next movie. Who's that? I have no clue. I don't know. How about yeah? Okay, I'm with you there, Joe. Whatever. Uh, Christopher Huzak wants to know best performance from a porn porn star in a mainstream movie. I don't know. Uh, Belladonna. I'm not sure she's done something right. That's not getting a dick in her ass. <laughs> uh, Terry Weigel and cheerleader camp. Oh yeah, we were talking about Terry Weigel earlier. One of hers, yep. I guess. Belladonna's got to be in a in a fucking horror. No, movie. she's not in. I know that Sasha Gray is, but I don't think she she's is. in a few. Uh, Lexus Texas is in a few, but I think Terry Weigel has like the more. No, no, no. Read the question. What was the question again? Best performance from a porn star in a mainstream movie. Scotty Schwartz in The Toy. (laughs) Yes. Scotty Schwartz in The Toy. You got it. You got it. Uh, (laughs) T-shirt Joe wants to know best. R.I.P. Wonder Wheel. T-shirt Joe wants to know best performance by a mainstream star in a porno. (laughs) Oh, man, they're all terrible. Does that go back to Scotty Schwartz again? Sure. I'm going to go Hulk Hogan on that one because I have not watched that, but I can only imagine that that's fucking 
something you're never going to unsee, brother? Yeah. Uh, Bryce wants no best depressing kids movie. Jack the Bear. Mm, Jack never the Bear is... We did that for the show early on. That's a that's a real good, really excellent <laughs> movie that is a kid's movie. It's the, We did it for the show. It's the one where Danny DeVito's the drunk whore host, and his kid, he's like trying oh, to keep his family together. Yeah. His kid gets kidnapped by Gary Sinise, who's like the Nazi next door. I'm trying to think of the movie. I think it's called The Earthling or something like that. It's Ricky Schroeder's little kid, and okay. his parents are killed out in the woods, and he's like left alone. Huh. I mean, this this is like when he's five. Shit. I remember seeing this like on HBO in the early days. I think that's what it was called. How about that old ass movie, Savannah Smiles, <laughs> the Disney movie about the kidnappers that that, turn, that like befriend the kid they kidnapped? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fucking weird. Um, there's another one I'm trying to think of. It's not Chomps. Chomps. <laughs> fucking Chomps. But I'm going to look up his Ricky Schroeder film real quick. Is it that Death Valley? I've never seen that. No, that's Peter Billingsley. It is The Earthling, 1980. Okay. It is, Wait a I minute. was right. Is that about a deer? Are there deer involved with that somehow? I don't know. I'm going to look this up and see if this rings any bells. Yeah, his parent, a little yeah. desperate city boy whose parents were killed in an accident in remote his spot. Uh, oh, it's Australia. Spotable territory, yep. Being unable to accompany the boy back to the civilized war, world, this guy reluctantly takes him on his trip. He's got a he's got a pet koala. That looks pretty righteous. Huh. But yeah, it was on the early days of... HBO? HBO, yeah. That's what, that's what I would say. Amazing Grace and Chuck. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Next, uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know favorite Powerpuff Girl. Uh, the black-haired one. I know. I I barely watched that. Show. I was a Dexter's Laboratory guy. Uh, who is it? Buttercup Blossom and. Isn't it like Sassafras or something? No. What's the Powerpuff Girls' names are? Which one's the black hair? Isn't that Buttercup? Yeah, that's Buttercup. The short hair black one? I like chicks with short yeah. hair. They're awesome. The yeah, what I'm one? Go that one? Which one's the blue one? Bubbles. That's Bubbles. the other. Yes, there you go. Mojo Jojo. Mojo. I was going to say. He, yeah, Bubbles, and Mo, but Mojo Jojo is my favorite. What the hell Powerpuff. happened to that show? It was like really popular, and then it just... <clears throat> well, they stopped doing away. it, and it just recently came back again. Oh, they stopped have they stopped doing episodes on Cartoon Network. But oh. I will say, one of my favorite, the favorite episodes of that series. And yes, I am a Dexter's Laboratory guy too. Oh. But one of my favorite episodes that I could not stop laughing is when Mojo Jojo gets all the villains, <coughs> and they're the Beatles of the villains. I don't know and, if I've seen this one. Yeah, they become the Beatles, and they cannot be stopped by the Powerpuff Girls until Mo- Mojo Jojo gets a girlfriend named Yoko. <laughs> and it it turns out she's a regular monkey and not a villain. <laughs> <laughs> and it ruins everything. 
<laughs> but also, <laughs> hilarious. my second favorite episode is when uh, Bubbles has a concussion and she becomes Mojo Jojo. I'm not seeing that one. I know that. Yes, because it's the it, all she does is repeat everything Mojo Jojo says throughout the entire episode. <laughs> and she wears his helmet, steals his clothes, and he's walking around naked most of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patricia wants to know best music biography movie oh man I'll tell you I have often wondered I want to see and it doesn't exist but I think like if David Fincher would do a, like a black flag biopic it would be like the best thing ever because mm-hmm. the stories behind that shit I've read all those books <laughs> it's amazing but the best movie Spinal Tap yeah, I was going to say, there isn't a whole lot you can... Yeah, there really isn't. Yeah. You, it... The Doors. And I don't even... Yeah. I, don't, I, I fucking hate... Look, I hate the fucking Doors. I cannot stand Jim Morrison and his hippie nonsense, but that's a good fucking movie. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think Spinal Tap kind of broke that. Yeah. Spinal Tap it, was the Fury Road of the music genre, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's great behind the musics, and there's great biographies, but uh, yeah, Spinal Tap kind of, they really broke that. Like, they, the only other one that's that's funny without being funny, like, behind the music is Weird Al, like, where he's like, nothing happened. Yeah, I, I never did drugs. Yeah, it's just the funniest thing. But that, but something that I'm sorry, is. Coolio. <laughs> but I yeah, know? but if you want to talk, maybe something in the realm as maybe somewhat as funny as uh, the Spinal Tap has to be the recent Quiet Riot documentary. I've not seen that one. Oh, not do your, that one. Do yourself a favor. It has 15 different endings. <laughs> it just, it's basically the drummer, I think it's the drummer, refuses to let go of Quiet Riot. Oh, shit. Uh, the, and the Twisted Sister one, I can't, it's called I we still Are, gotta see that. Oh, man, that's amazing. It's called yeah, We Are I, Fucking Twisted Sister. I gotta see that one. But yeah, the Quiet Riot one, the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah, you forget how big Quiet Riot actually was. You know, we're talking about it, like, the score and I know, one is great, Yeah, too. D. Snyder's on there talking about Quiet Riot, and a lot of different people that are in the business are on there. But the second half of that documentary, I could not stop laughing because of them restarting Quiet Riot how many times. And it just it's failed. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the fucking music world. It just fails horribly. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know, favorite Godzilla villain? I always love Biolante. <sighs> See, he's another one. I don't hate him nearly as much as... Uh, Mothra? Fuckface. Uh, <laughs> Mothra. Favorite Godzilla villain? I honestly might have to say... Um, Destroya. Just because... One. Because that's the one that actually kills Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I, I really like 
It's not like my it, it has it for me. That's kind of my favorite. It's like a tie along with uh, that beetle-like thing from the '60s. Stats. <laughs> like it doesn't have hands. It has those silver pointed things that it keeps. Oh, I like, know what that is. Uh, is it, that Monster Zero? It might be no Monster Zero. I think is Gidria. Okay. I I, I that bug thing always cracked my ass up. He was just a. I don't know what his name was, but I liked him too. Rodan's the dragon. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because he doesn't. He just has like curved metal spikes. Yes. He doesn't have like elbow joints or anything. He's just. Uh, Rodrigo gets in on this now. Oh shit! Most monstrous bush. Susanna Hamilton in 1984 or. Camille Keaton and I spit on your grave. I'm going to go Camille Keaton. Yep, I agree. But I will tell you this, and I don't know if it's ever been seen on film, but I will bet you Adrian Barbeau has just a fucking bush that's like insane. Oh, Swamp Thing. I'll have to ask John Carpenter about that one. Be like Swamp Thing. You see the bush? Yes. It's gigantic. He probably is a bush in that movie. <laughs> uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know favorite Resident Evil movie. The the animated one. Yeah, I was gonna say the animated ones or the remake that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quast says tits you wish you hadn't seen. Kathy Bates in the Jack Nicholson movie where she gets named. Well, I you know what, man, I'm not gonna. I, the Greasy Strangler, yeah, but you know what? She wasn't the, you know, most fit chick, but God damn it, I, I'll give it up to those women who aren't, like, fucking... Don't give a shit? Don't give a shit, and they aren't, like, supermodels, but they'll pull the tits out. Good job. So I'm mm-hmm. not gonna fucking, you know... Tits I haven't wished... Uh... Huh. There was that one movie, I think, we were talking with Steve, and I can't remember that girl's name, because I think it was Steve who said... <laughs> It was disturbing him. <laughs> I don't know. I forget what movie it was. <laughs> I could I could go tits I wish it seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's you. easy. But I this is a good another good question. This is up here with the Mike Watt question. Yeah. Beats me, dude. I don't know. Um, Bryce wants to know favorite Skinamax movie. I see you got I didn't have Cinemax as a kid, dude. I could go HBO like fucking but Cinemax that that was a whole different Bryce, just look up this movie, Naked Obsession. That's uh <laughs> that's got to be a Shannon Tweed movie, right? No, it's not. Oh. I just remember seeing that as is like a 13-year-old on Cinemax. Naked Obsession from 1990. Uh, yeah. I believe it stars Maria Ford. Oh, it's got William Cat. And William Cat, yeah. Tommy. Oh. Greatest American superhero. Do you know who you know who else is in this movie? Who? Fred Olin Ray. Yo, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, favorite interpretation of Satan in a film? T-shirt Joe should know better. The spinning fucking green slurpy machine from Prince of Darkness. 
crazy. <laughs> because it's like, it's fucking great. I know he makes fun of me all the time about that, but I'm like, that's great, man. You can't fight that thing. It's just like fucking, <sighs> it's just like Wang says, man. What are you going to do? Well, we got to take this church and, and shoot this fucker into space. That's my favorite. I, I, it's favorite a it's thing. a good. I might have to go with Tim Curry's character in Legend, even though that's not Satan. Kind of. Yeah, it is. Does it, it, it represents Satan? I like that because you know what? Somebody a lesser actor could have done a really good job just because that fucking makeup is so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. His performance is great. Just when he's he's sitting in the and his eyes are green and he's giving that thing. That speech about, you know, light is nothing without darkness, that's fucking great. Yeah, that's, I, I would have to go with that. Even though that movie is way more style over substance, that's still fucking great. Um, and if you're going to go TV, I'm going with uh, the dude that's on Supernatural. Really good dude. He did a great job as Satan. Oh, TV Satan's John Lovitz. Oh, yes. John yes, you beat, you beat me. John yep, Lovitz. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rodrigo wants to know former child star. You're glad is dead, <laughs> or wish would die. And Bryce said, besides Dana Plato. Dana Plato is dead. Yeah, you she's, didn't know. Yeah, she's dead. Uh, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Bryce. Uh. Emmanuel Lewis should have been a sequel to Indiana Jones and the Black Hole of Mama. Hey, Mamu. I will. Tell, I'll say. I wish fucking Short Round was in more movies than The Goonies and, and fucking Temple of Doom because I love that little dude. Um, the ones I hate the most, Child Star. I gotta. I, I'm gonna get some shit, man. But you know, Danielle Harris, dude. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Danielle Harris, I can't stand anything she's ever been in. I literally, the wife and I had this conversation around Halloween because Halloween four and five were on. And it's just like, yep. I was like, Kyle wants her to die. No, I don't want her. (laughs) I don't want her to die. She, I've met her. She is, I spoke, she bummed a cigarette off of me at a convention and we, we had a chat. She's a lovely human being. I just, there's something, I, I don't know if it's her choice or the way she, I just, don't like anything she's that ever persona done. yeah i just can't stand anything she's ever been in even like last the last boy scout is just like Meh. you know puts, it, it's she okay. puts off that vibe yeah just something about her dude plus i think she's like a five-year-old asian boy <laughs> honestly and i know tristan tristan would never talk to me again uh wish would die don't Felt say me. it feldman please go away <laughs> i wish go away i wish feldman would I, uh, something's wrong something's wrong there really I, yeah i <laughs> wish really? I, I i hope feldman all the luck in the world i hope he gets he's not luck. he's not going to no he's not either and sadly he's going to be like a less known <laughs> like charlie sheen type thing is going to happen to him but and I don't honestly, know, maybe he's going to um, straighten out. He got married. Child star that Glad is dead, and reasons not because he is dead, but I think his life got ruined was... Uh, Scott uh, No, the kid that played Arnold on Different Strokes. I think he got screwed. 
Oh, no, he's in a lot of cool... No, nah, dude, that guy... He was in Salute Your Shorts. He's in Terminator 2. Yeah, but I'm actually... seeing as life went on and... Yeah. I mean, he, he really got the short end of the stick the I'm last gonna, decade. I'm going to say he, that kid had chances. He might have, but I just think... I think... Hollywood grinded him down. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I think he didn't, didn't have the temperament for it or something. Yeah, I think Hollywood bled him for everything and just grinded him down. Maybe. And I just that's one of those things I'm not happy he is, but I'm I think he's in a better place, let's put it that way. I wonder what he's doing now. He's dead. No he's not. <laughs> yes he is. Budnick is not dead. Yes, he is, uh-uh. dude. I'm looking yes. him up right now. Dude, for years. That guy, you should, no, he's not dead. No, yes, he's he alive, is. dude. He's alive. I've got him no, right he, here. I'm telling you, he's dead. The little redhead kid from Different Strokes is very much alive. No, not the little redhead kid. Arnold. Oh. Todd Bridges' fucking, little brother. Oh, shit. I was thinking of the fucking kid from T2. No. The kid with the 200 IQ There's movie. Yeah, Gary, Gary Coleman. Coleman. Oh, fuck. Shit. Man, I had my head up my ass there for a minute. Yeah, I'm with you there. I Like I told you, I've read his autobiography. He had a lot of kidney problems. Like, yeah, he had health issues. That kid got fucked. Yeah, I'm yeah that's what I'm saying. I, I think he's in a better place. and um, just Yeah, I think he got grinded down. Yeah. Um, T-shirt Joe wants to know favorite Full House episode. I never watched Full House. I was going to say... Never. Is there one where a, a mysterious bicycle salesman maybe diddled a kid? <laughs> I don't know. There's got to uh, be a very special episode, because there was one of those of all those shows. Quast asked, best porn parody of a superhero movie, and should Spider-Man shoot ropes from his ass like a real spider? No, but I would like to see him shoot shoot web from his wiener, and I'd be all for that super man, like that superhero porn parody. I don't know. Also, I'm going. I'm going with the toy. <laughs> I was gonna say I I don't see if I'm, at all any porn parodies. Yeah, dude. Like I never watched any of those Iron Rods or. Yeah. Yeah. I know they're a fucking dime a dozen. Uh, Quast wants to know, ever have the urge to masturbate while holding a nude action figure? Nope. (laughs) No. That's a great question. (laughs) Because Quast follows it up with, would you have sex with Zira from Planet of the Apes? I don't know, man. Look, if it's I've never seen the original play. Are you talking games. Kim Hunter from the original, or are you talking Helen Bonham Carter from the new one? We ain't talking about that new one. That's horrible. I fucking <laughs> monkey chick. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, man. I'll, I'll do it with a fucking <laughs> Dr. Zayas stuck halfway up my ass. I don't care. <laughs> Naked. Naked Dr. Zayas section figure. Yep. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants no favorite board game. My favorite board game. Huh. Uh, I would say Magic. I only play that. It's not a board game, though. Yeah. uh, Take that out. I always loved Clue. I just... 
And there's like <laughs> super like weirdo versions of Clue. Like yeah, the wife loves Clue. Clue. She plays it on the computer. She plays it on her iPad. She loves that game. Clue's great. I liked. I told. I had Trump the game. Like way back in the nineties, it was cool. I liked it. It was like a, a more uh, fucking like serious version of Monopoly, and it had big, huge hotels and a big thing in the middle that shot the cards out at you. It was cool. I'm gonna say the original sports trivia pursuit. I always enjoyed because I felt like I had a chance. Oh, that'd be <laughs> yeah. I wonder. They've got to have movie versions of that that we could probably. I was gonna say the eighty. The eighty seen it. 80s and 90s seen it, I like. I have been threatened. My sister wants to play, because they play that. Yeah. My sister wants to play me versus everyone else in the family. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even going to be a fucking challenge. Come on. Uh, Quast also wants to know, would her lack of opposable thumbs have an influence on your decision whether or not to have Zed? With zero from Planet of the Apes, how about the bright red swollen monkey? <laughs> the previous answer. Oh my god! Well, she doesn't have thumbs. That's gonna be like really hard to fucking put her in handcuffs. <laughs> Think about that one, Quas. T-shirt Joe says favorite hero clicks figure. The Juggernaut, because. When I was being taught by my friend Saxman how to play Hero Clicks, because he had them all, yeah, he tried to tell me that the Juggernaut could not pick up a manhole cover and hit someone with it, and I'm like, Oh yes, yes, I remember you I'm telling like, the story. Quit. This is bullshit. I quit. We get we get into this, and I'm going to tell you right now. The wife's brother, <clears throat> he's over he's over uh, our house Wednesday night, about to play cards. He's showing me a picture. Of a town he has built in his basement. Oh, Jesus. He's like, yep, $75 in materials. He's like, anywhere from two to six of us get together, try to get together once a week. And anything goes, but you have to obey the rules. He made a town for their Hero Clicks game. Fucking nerds. <laughs> he's like, because he's always talked about when we were playing Hero Clicks, you'd have the map. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, this, he has a table. Not only is it a map that he painted on, but he has different buildings and they're di like some are, you know, three steps high. Other ones are like 24 steps. Yeah. <laughs> Just there's trees and everything on this now. Yeah. When Saxon was trying to teach me how to play, I was like, well, I'm the juggernaut. I want to pick up the because, you know, there's a manhole cover. Yep. You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want to. I want to pick that up and hit, I think, Professor X with it. I think he had on his team. And he was like, nah, uh, Juggernaut can't do that. And I'm like, this game is flawed. Fuck you. I quit. <laughs> he tried to tell me the Juggernaut couldn't bust through a wall either. Oh, I was gonna come say, on, man. Two of my favorites was... Uh, Plastic Man was a good one. I, I love Plastic Man. But Superman, uh, what is the unique... It was something, the night something... He he was like 250 points, but the son of a bitch would never go down. I don't know which I, one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a unique, and he had a special symbol on him, and I'm forgetting the proper name of him, but he fucking kicked ass. And also loved black costume Spider-Man. Yeah, black black costume Spider-Man 
was pretty much able to fight anyone. I think my team was the Juggernaut, Plastic Man, the Hobgoblin, uh, the Punisher, and I had a real... Oh, Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing was pretty good. Yeah, Man Thing sucked. But yeah, but you want to just talk about favorite hero click figure? Favorite one that made no sense to me? Invisible Woman. Yeah, it was just a stand. Yes, it was yep. just a stand. Ant-Man was just a dot. Uh-huh. Um, but clearly, Plastic Man as the mailbox. As the mailbox, yeah. The best hero clicks figure ever. Plastic Man sucked, though, in real life. <laughs> uh, he, but that was the point. He yep, didn't he do was dumb as shit. But he, it was awesome. I loved it because it's a mailbox and it still had sunglasses on it. Uh-huh. Uh, Rodrigo wants to know, current horror-themed TV show that needs to end immediately. Walking Dead. Um, besides the obvious. Yes, The Walking Dead, though. There is no other. <laughs> let's let's go away from The Walking Dead. I, that's the only one, dude, that I can think of that I watch. Like, I'm going to name two immediately right now. Okay. Uh, Supernatural and From Dusk Till Dawn. See, I never got into either of those. Yeah, Supernatural, just because for the mere reason they're Isn't now on like season... 11? 13, I think. Jesus Christ. And they literally have wrote an ending to end every season as though it's never coming back on TV since season, season 7. Hmm. The, the writers have come out and said it was done after 7. Um... From dusk till dawn, just because I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm up to about to begin season three, mm-hmm. but I just, eh, I can't get into it anymore. Hmm. Do they ever go? Do they ever get to the bar? <clears throat> yeah, they got to the bar. They're gone from the bar now. Okay. They've branched out and everything. Huh. But like Quentin Tarantino's uh, character. He survives, but he's seeing things, and they really expand on that whole thing. And and now the Gecko Brothers are basically helping the Queen Vampire from the Titty Twister to get back at these bigger vamps that have run everything for thousands of years. Yeah. And, I mean, it's awesome to see, like, you'll get – Don Johnson was in in a few episodes – Um who else has been at Danny Trejo's in for a few? Um, Gary Busey and Jake Busey were in the same episode. See, that sounds like something up my alley. It it, it is, but it just to me, it's kind of like eh, I'm starting to lose interest in it, and I think it needs to end. Mm. But definitely Supernatural, The Walking Dead. Yes, I'm all for that needed to end. I'm all with you on that. Um, T-shirt Joe wants to know favorite new porn star. I don't, I don't know the new ones, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, is there really any new ones? Oh, there's, they, they get chewed up and spit out. I don't even think they have yeah, a I was chance say, to establish their name. I, what is it like that uh, Joanna Angel has so many come out of her company now? It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Beats the fuck out. I don't... I don't know. I kind of like the porn stars from like 1996. <laughs> uh, you're, st- you're still liking Nina Hartley and Ginger Lynn No, that's like 90s 80s Yeah uh, Bryce wants to know Favorite reoccurring cause of extreme anxiety and dread Working with people like That just 
I, actually, I'm going to go far. Going into society, like, we're losing our fucking minds, dude. We, it's weird. I, I took dad. <coughs> I knew some places, a couple towns over, dad needed some work jeans. And I was like, well, there's some places over here that's like resale jeans, you know, cheap. Let's just go fucking today after the game. And I go there and, and took him out and to eat Chinese food. And people are just, man, the world is just eating itself. Trump, we have a reality star as a president. Cosplayers are guests at conventions now. The world is upside down, Tim Gross. People are fucking eating. Like, society is eating itself. We don't know what to do. People don't wear clothes anymore. Like, they just wear... They wear pajamas. Pajamas and workout pants. pants. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. People are fucking... They, they just are weird. I don't get it. <laughs> and, and the Cleveland Browns current season. Well, that's it on the questions, my friend. Okay, on to the the meat and potatoes. Not that you just didn't have an hour of bullshit. Yeah. Okay, I've got a list, probably 20, 25 uh, movies. Or, not movies, but, uh, you know, types of things. And we're going to see what we think is the best. Now, keep in mind, Tim Gross, there is a difference between the best and your favorite. So we're going to go, actually, we're going to go your favorite of each of these types of questions. Okay. You understand? Sure. It's hard for me to explain. Okay. What? Here we go. I'm going to get into some weird ones right off, right off the fucking bat. What do, what is your favorite? Let me find one here. Okay. Here's a good one. What's the favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? that you think you're the only one that knows about? Huh. Well, we know it's not Spookies. It's not Spookies anymore. No, no, no. I know it's not Monster Squad. Nope. Way too many people. I'll, I'll go with mine. What's that? I don't ever hear anybody talk about the Dark Backward. It, uh, outside of Ed Quinlan. Does Ed, see, I didn't even know Ed liked it. Ed likes that, and I know Dan likes it, and that I know is those a very are very Ed movie. Those are two people that have talked about it. Okay, I know those are those are two. But I know where you're coming from. Like, I know I never that. I love that Adam Rifkin director. I think he's fucking brilliant. That movie is funny and not funny at the same time. And everybody that said like everybody loves Crazy Bill Paxton, they always mm-hmm. reference Aliens. Go watch The Dark Backward because Aliens, he's on 10. The Dark Backward, he's on a million. And there are scenes in this movie that outgross <clears throat> Dead Alive. And it's, yes. it's a fucking brilliant movie. It, it, it's just great. The Dark Backward's mine. Well, what about Tim Gross? What's the one movie that only Tim Gross thinks he knows about? I was going to say, I would say Graveyard Shift, but you're with me on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Man, I'm trying to think anymore uh nail gun massacre gotta be in there okay or even a wood chipper massacre just for the mere fact john mcbride or yeah no yeah 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 i was thinking i get i get him and the poloni brothers mixed up okay what about this what do you think is your favorite outbreak movie 
like viral outbreak movie. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. See, I didn't even like write answers to this yet. No, but I'm sitting here trying to think of this because there's a lot of that one that you brought up for the show. Warning sign was really good. Yeah, that's super. I, I like that. Um, I mean, obvious one viral outbreak. I really enjoyed 28 Days Later. Yeah, I just recently went back and watched that. That's still really good. And that's a movie I hated in the theater. Yeah, I, I really just, enjoyed that. You know, man, remember, like, that marketing campaign was completely, like, not what that movie was. Mm-hmm. It was weird, and I didn't fucking get it. Like, I thought I was in for something else, and I got something I wasn't expecting. I, I really like Outbreak, the monkey movie. It's not bad. No. I bet that's. I'm not going to say it was awesome. Right. But it's not bad. I bet that's got shocker syndrome. I bet time is not being nice to that movie. Yeah. Um. Because I'm trying to keep away from like strictly zombie movies. There's just so many. Yeah, that's a whole different topic itself. What about Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Um. That's a virus from space, dude. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. But I'm going to probably stick with 28 Days Later. Okay. What is your... Oh, I need to mark these off. Where's my pen? What is Tim Gross's favorite pot humor movie? See, I got into some esoteric categories here. Uh, I got to say Half-Baked. Half-Baked is a good one. Half-Baked or Harold and Kumar, all three movies for me. Because, again, last night I was watching Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. And I couldn't stop laughing again last <laughs> night. Half-Baked is a really good one, but I'm going to go with the next movie. Cheech Chong's next movie. Uh, just any of Nice the, Dreams. Nice Dreams is a good one, but uh, it's not as good as the next movie. I, wait, yeah, that's the one with Stacey Keach. The one with... I get, I get them mixed up. There's Nice Dreams, the next movie. Still smoking... I think Nice Dreams is the one with Stacy Keach. Whichever one where he sings the Mexican American song is the one is the fucking fun. They all kind of blend in together. Oh yeah, they do. With me. Okay, let me see. I got Outbreak's gone. Pot humor's gone. Um okay, here we go. What is your most overrated movie? I've already, my... I've already said my piece with Boondock Saints and Donnie Darko. Uh, not bad picks. Um, <clears throat> Resident Evil is definitely overblown. I don't think I don't think people like that movie as much as you think they do. I think they do. I think well, I think the people we know think that movie's bullshit, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying. Um, oh, Jesus, I'm sucking at this. <laughs> oh man. Um. I got a good one for the next one already. Hmm. I don't know because it, it just, I mean, it, there's a couple. It's all, oh, 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 time to piss off a lot of people. What the, it follows. I'm with you. It ya. follows. Is, I'm with you. Yeah. Way overblown. Yep. There you go. Way, that is a good one. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to uh, go the, fuck all the dudes and hopefully uh, – 
my disease kills them before it gets to me. Yeah, okay. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, what do you think is the most underrated movie? And I'm still sticking with Prince of Darkness. I think that movie is absolutely fucking genius. I, it's, I... You could basically pick, yeah. like, our shows. Graveyard Shift, Prince yeah, of Graveyard Darkness. Sh- yeah, Graveyard Shift, but I always go with something like Inside, um... I'll actually go with The Hills Have Eyes 2 from the remake. Not a bad, as, not a bad decision. As much crap as I give that first remake movie, that second movie is what the third, like when the original concept of the third has <laughs> always been. It's just too bad the dog's um, puppies didn't have flashbacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dark Man. That's a good one. Um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I always think it's been underrated, and it was five years before its time. Yeah, but you know what was before that was popcorn. Yeah, I know, I know, but I see that in a different. And there's a whole, I, there's a whole I, theory out there that I've heard from a couple people, and I, I buy into it that Wes Craven is not as good as people think he is. He's a ripoff artist. I've heard that too, and there there could be an argument for that, but that's for a whole different show. Yeah, I mean, People Under the Stairs was just Crawl Space. Yeah. You know, Popcorn was Scream before Scream existed, and also New Nightmare, because I think New Nightmare was like a test run for a Scream. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I do like New Nightmare, though. I've, I've come around to that movie. I did not like that in the theater, but I've come around. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, still trying to think of underrated movies. Uh, Night of the Living Dead remake. There you I go, think, I love that. Yeah, I don't think enough people talk about that. I think Tony Todd is brilliant in that fucking movie. Yes, exactly. I think he's better in that movie than he is in Candyman. Because Candyman, Candyman look, I think Candyman is an absolute fucking 90s classic. Probably in my top three of 90s horror movies of the article I still need to write. <laughs> um, <laughs> but boiled down to Candyman, the movie, that movie is scary because it's a, of its story of Tony Todd's visage and the way he dresses and the makeup they have on here and the lore of what the Candyman is. Not mm-hmm. Tony Todd's acting. He's just a tall guy in in some old clothes with a hook for a hand and bees in his mouth. Which oh, is, damn it. I just breaking news. I just found a Sharknado Christmas ornament. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You don't need that. No yes, one needs that. Yes, I do. But yeah, man, that and Ben is just an everyman and that's where the acting comes through. I think Tony Todd's better in Night of the Living Dead than he is. I'm going to throw a, a kind of a non-horror uh, okay. movie uh, underrated 10 to Midnight. Charles Bronson. I know. I picked that for the show and I liked it, but like, I still have problems with that movie, like the way time works and how that killer can be everywhere all at once. I know, but I still it – just it's a fun movie. It is. It is, but you know what? I'll take a Death Wish sequel before I watch Ten to Midnight, or the original Death Wish. You know, or or the fucking mechanic. There, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of better bronze, but I'm not a Bronson guy, so yeah, Ten to Midnight's a good one. Okay, let me let me see here. Here's a here's one. 
What is Tim Gross's favorite kung fu movie? Mm. Uh, I do love Enter the Dragon. Um, I, I, I'll find myself watching that every time I cross it. I mean, I know it's the easy pick, but I love that movie. But I will say this. Yes. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx. That's, I just, that's the one that introduced me and Silent Brian to the wonders of Jackie Chan. I was going to say, I knew of Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. I heard of Jackie Chan, but that movie, I went to the theater and seen it, and I, I was like, I'm a Jackie Chan fan forever now. Yeah, I just... It's a bad movie, but it's a, it's a it's a it's a good Jackie Chan movie. Yes. Like you look through that through American eyes, and you're like, this is, you know, it's not exactly an American movie, but this what this man is doing is unfucking believable. That movie makes me now anytime a Jackie Chan movie comes across, or I seek out Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, or record it. I will watch it mm-hmm. just because Jackie Chan's in it now. I mean, look at that one I found that had John Cusack in it Jackie and Adrian Jesus. Brody. That's, I mean, I gotta see that. Yeah, I was watching it just because Jackie Chan film. Mm-hmm. Did he do crazy stunts? Um, not as many. Nowhere near as many in that one. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna stay on Jackie Chan, and I'm gonna pick Who Am I? Okay. Just because of the most amazing fight with a pair of wooden shoes and ten speed bicycles that <laughs> me and Brian have watched over. And over and you're over not gonna again. pick first strike with nope. his ladder match. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with who am I? And I'm I don't know the title, but when Silent Brian was living with me, we uh-huh. saw this kung fu movie on TNT at like four in the morning, where they were fighting with big baskets of rice, and they threw the rice up in the air, and when the rice was coming down, they they hit the they punched the rice. And it became projectiles, and then they were throwing spears at each other, and the spears would stick in the wall, and it was like some Wu Tang Clan shit. They were doing wire work on the spears stuck in the wall. It was the most amazing shit ever. And they had big baskets on their head, like the Big Trouble in Little China guys. And why we didn't say Big Trouble in Little China, I don't know. But that one, I don't know what the fucking title of that movie is. Neither does Brian, and we've never been able to find it. But that one, okay cross kung fu off get out of here kung fu okay what is tim gross's favorite rip-off movie rip-off movie uh i gotta go with (laughs) i gotta go go with nightmare city dude yeah i i was i was starting to lean there and yeah it's either, uh, what do you pick? Do you pick a Mad Max ripoff or do you pick a Dawn of the Dead ripoff? I, it, it, it would, pr- I was going to say, it's going to be between that or uh, New Barbarians of, of Fred Williamson. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Even even the Bronx Warriors. I, any of those Mad Max ripoffs that we were watching. Yeah. We're, they're all amazing. Anything from Italy, but yeah, I'm going with Nightmare City. Ripoff genre gone. Okay, so that begs the question: What is your favorite post-apocalyptic movie? Mm, Day of the Dead. Well, is that Ooh. is that after the apocalypse? Are we talking like nuclear bombs, or are we talking? Hey, the apocalypse takes many forms, sir. 
Because, uh, I mean, because then, you know, Damnation Alley has to be thrown in there, too. It could be robots. It could be zombies. It could be a virus, a meteor. The apocalypse is, is a very mysterious animal. Well, I'm going to go with these three right here. Damnation Alley, Crash and Burn, and Day of the Dead. I'm going to go with the Road Warrior. Yeah. I'm just going to go with the Road Warrior. I don't think... You can't go yeah. wrong with that. Uh, it's got to be the fucking Road Warrior. Has to be. Okay, here's a good one. I got two good ones, back to back. What is your most what-the-fuck movie? <laughs> Besides Spookies? I gotta go with Treasure of the Four Crowns here, sir. Yes, yeah. It, or, you know what, though? You know who gives a good run is the Greasy Strangler. The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go with what, what the fuck, like, that Treasure of the Four Crowns is the best movie I've ever discovered doing this show, because I can tell you that's about a heist, I can tell you I think that's where Sam Raimi ripped the windmill scene off from fucking Army of Darkness, uh, I, I can tell you about Brother Jonas, I cannot tell you what happens at the end of that movie, (laughs) the guy gets the Four Crowns, but he's only got three. His head spins around. He shoots fire out of his hands, and he becomes undead Robert Zadar, and then a poop monster shows up. Movie over. <laughs> Go watch it. That's a fucking classic. That motherfucker needs to be on Blu-ray. Okay, we were talking about this kind of earlier. What is your favorite sports movie? Slapshot. That's exactly what I was thinking, Slapshot, for me. I mean, there's some good ones, but like now I hate what the sports movie has degenerated into. Because it's all like triumphant. Oh my God, my my high school's not integrated. It's 1960. What do we do? Or oh my God, uh, ra- you know we've got a retarded kid uh, who wants to play football and he sacks the quarterback at the end. Or it's Rudy. Or it's oh my God, my sports team died in a in a fucking crash. What do we do? I hate what the – they're all, like, serious, you know. Every NFL – every fucking football movie for the last 10 years has been the exact same thing. I miss Slapshot. I miss, uh, like, the wrestling movies. Even that – even the movie with T-Shirt Joe, the wrestler, was fucking mm-hmm. great. Goon was great. Did you ever watch Goon? Oh, Goon is uh, – it's marvelous. Yeah, Goon is is up there. It, it, I'd even go underrated for Goon. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Slapshot. Slapshot's better than Caddyshack, man. Come on. Yeah, but Goon, yeah, it's just that, so much fun. Yeah. Okay, that one's done. What is Tim Gross's favorite trilogy? Mind you, this is pure trilogy, only three movies. I was going to say, so many trilogies have turned into other things now. Yeah, because, you know, they're easily marketable. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Can't believe they're doing a third one. That's fucking ridiculous. It just everything. I mean, Aliens was only even supposed to be a trilogy, and Star Wars, and man, I don't know because there's this is a hard one. Yeah, there's not really trilogies out there. I mean, even Lord of the Rings. True. It's no longer a trilogy. It has Hobbit movies to it now. True. I'm going to uh, discount. This one, you get, you get out of here, trilogy. You suck. Okay. I, I just I don't know because it just there's too many. <clears throat> yeah, 
Big three. I, I got to say, and I'm not even a big fan of Back to the Future. That's that's what I'll go with. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not a. I'm. I love the first Back to the Future movie. I think they're they're all great, but I just don't hold that warm spot in my heart that everybody else does for them. Yeah. Um. What is your favorite pre 1970 movie? Again, I'm gonna. People are gonna hate me. Um, Creature from Black Lagoon, Thing from Another World. I like them more than I like Night of Living Dead. I'm going with Night of Living Dead, dude. I, really I mean, don't... I love. Don't get me wrong, love yeah. Night of Living Dead, but <clears throat> I love Thing from Another World, and I love Creature from. I love the first two Creature movies, Revenge of the Creature and Creature from Black Lagoon, and I'll go as even as far as uh, Psycho. I really love that movie too. That's a good one. I'm sticking with the bread and butter, man. Night of the Living Dead. I go watch. I watch that movie at least twice a year, and just how ahead of that time, ahead of its time, that movie was. It's just a, a, a fucking unbelievable. Okay, what's your favorite um, exploitation movie? Hmm. Pure exploitation movie, not, and I'm not talking about like, you know. Uh, Fucking hobo with a shotgun, or you know. Shotgun. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm trying to think of seventies. I should say Grindhouse. Let's say Grindhouse movie. And like, I'm really trying to think seventies stuff. Um, I'm gonna go with Switchblade Sisters. Hmm. I like that movie a lot. It's not a bad. It's not a bad. Um, I don't want to see Shaft. That's black. That's more black exploitation. That's a whole different. Yeah, thing. but for me, that's you yeah. know, that's kind of grindhouse and yeah, you know, because there's a lot of like hell and hell up in oh, Harlem. Yeah, is a good one. There's a bunch of those that I really can't say. Hey, I love this one more than the other one. I'll tell you a really good one, dude. Boss. African oh, I still have not seen Boss, that. Boss one. Negro. Yeah, that's fucking I, good, man. Dude, Fred the Hammer, anything with him in it, like in that in the seventies. Oh yeah, that's what I was trying to point out. It just that is what I like. Okay, I, I like him. Period. Mm, I still want to meet him. I want to hear stories about the NFL. Oh, uh, he's awesome, dude. Okay, what about what is your favorite action movie? I, I, it's a toss up between the original Die Hard and Commando for me. I was, I was going to say Commando got to be it. I, I'm sorry. I quote lines from Commando all the time. <laughs> I eat cream braids for breakfast. John, stick your head up. One shot between the eyes. We've got our boy Vernon Wells, man. John, I'm not going to shoot in the head. I'm going to shoot in the balls. <laughs> Sally, this is my week home. <laughs> And it's got the most amazing car in it because it's yes, Sally. You remember when I was gonna kill you last? <laughs> yeah, I do. I lied. Dude, David <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Kelly is fucking gold in that movie. How did you know they were coming? Smelled them from Don Wind. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Um, You're gonna stay here, right? Wrong. Don't Shoot disturb. The guy don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. Yes. I can't. I can't. That, oh man, Commando versus Die, Die Hard's great, man. 
But there's it's a, a serious great. Commando is not. Yeah, there's a lull in Die Hard where he's just in that room talking to Al. Yeah. But that's a, that's great too, man. I mean, I quote lines from Die like the other day. The, the other day I got there. I knew there was only three people in the factory. And I got on the fucking intercom, and I go, I go, Randy, come up to the dock. The ton of a car, the Swiss cheese. <laughs> now, God damn it, now. I got in trouble for that. My boss come looking, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what, you never see Die Hard? I'm going to get fired one day, man, for saying movie lines over PA systems. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Commando has to be favorite action film. Okay, what is your funniest movie? Ooh. Oh, Slapshot got to be somewhere in there, but I don't know if it's funniest. Slapshot, that that movie just nails it on all kind of levels. Yeah, it does. Um, The vulgarity. I still still laugh at Animal House so much. I don't think that – I do not like that movie, dude. I know, I know, I I just don't like – and that's got my boy Belushi in it. Oh, I got to bring – I got to bring this one up because – it for me, I just every time I turn it on, I still laugh my ass off. Undercover brother. <laughs> what about Pootie Tang? I, and I'm sorry, Undercover Brother with Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Between that and Neil Patrick Harris in the Harold and Kumar movies. I that, like it. Which which is the one where he's banging Beverly D'Angelo? <laughs> That dude just cracks my ass up. Yeah, he gets it. He is pretty funny. Uh, I'm gonna. I have to go. I. I know it's the cliche, but my two favorite movies, like the funny, I think the absolute funniest movies ever made are Monty Python, The Holy Grail, and UHF. Especially and they're UHF. not. You can't. You can't argue this. Oh man, UHF is everything. There's shit in the background that's just jokes that if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't even notice. Trivia, oh yeah. Ghost, like I, I love uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist because it's so fucking stupid. Freddy got fingered for the exact same reason. That movie is fucking stupid, but it's so funny. I uh, just fucking lose it. I think I think the original Zoolander is pretty funny. I can never get into and it. And I don't like Ben Stiller. That's about the only one I like Ben Stiller. In. I was gonna say I love Dodgeball. Yeah, that's okay. I love Dodgeball, I, but I am a big Justin Long fan. I think he's hilarious and yeah. stuff. Um, let's think some other ones. I mean, Top Secret, any of the Zucker Brothers is like, fucking, that's top shelf. Naked Gun, just just when Norberg has the big fucking dildo on, with a motor on it. Anything like that, but man, see, comedy to me is weird because I don't think, like, I think Caddyshack and Meatballs are funny, but, like, they've got that through line with, like, serious shit going on in there that I uh, just don't get it. And I don't, I don't know. Okay, moving on. Get out of here, funny. You're off the list. Okay, what does Tim Gross consider the best cult classic movie? Hmm. For me or other, uh, what other people consider What do you it? consider the best cult classic? Best cult classic, Nail Gun Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most Tim Gross answer ever. (laughs) I gotta say Evil Dead 2. I I don't consider that a cult classic, though. I I, I I do. 
I do. Just the popularity, you can't fault that against that movie, man. It, it, it It's a cult classic. Also, Flash Gordon. I think, that, I, yeah, that I could see. I think both, of, like, more, more so Flash Gordon than Evil Dead 2, because I think my 88-year-old neighbors next door to me probably know what Evil Dead 2 is, but I guarantee you they don't know who Flash Gordon is. Yeah. Well, they'd be like, oh, you mean that cereal I used to go see in the 20s at the theater? Um, okay, this is a specific uh, tailor-made Tim Gross question. And I'm going to sit out of this one because this is not my forte. What is Tim Gross's, what do you think the best independent movie is? And don't say Nailgun Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Nailgun Massacre is off the list from now on. Oh, man, there's so many to pick from. Um, everything from Holy Shit Zombies to Welcome <laughs> to Deer Creek. Um, okay, give me three then. Because I wrote this one specifically for you. Oh, man. Best top three. Wow. Well, I definitely have to pick a Radinsky movie, Carousel, that he recently released where I could not stop laughing. Okay. Uh, that was great. Um, definitely got to point out Jim Roberts' Welcome to Deer Creek because it's a dead alive at a corn festival. <laughs> Just great stuff. Always enjoyed that. I thought it was one of the best. Um, oh, man. As much as I love Holy Shit Zombies, I'm trying to think of that one movie now. Tony Wash made it. Uh, well, he made two, and they're slipping my mind Are right now. Are you talking now. about one, the one with Willie Bob? No, it, it's I, I'll Kill You at My Party or something like it's that. It's My Party and I'll Die if I Want to. I believe so, yes. Yeah, you sent that to me. That one's a decent one. Yeah, I got to point that out, but I'm trying to think of his zombie movie he made, too. I think was really, really... It's slipping my mind, because I don't want to get it um, mixed up with... There's another one uh, that just came out. A Chance in Hell. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's my party, and I'll die if I want to. Yeah, that, that's... I would throw those in Independence. I mean, if you're not going to pick the obvious John McBride or Polonia Brothers or Todd Sheets, those type of guys, those are the ones I would go with. I'm going to pick one, and I'm going to pick The Dead Next Door, because I can't believe that guy got that done with that amount of money, with that amount of J.R. Buckwalter. It's yeah. Unbelievable. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's just, there's too many to pick from, because, I mean, uh, John McBride, I love Cannibal Campout and Woodchipper Massacre and Todd Sheets. Zombie Bloodbath 1, 2, and 3, just amazing films. Uh, let's not forget the Canadian zombie movies, uh, Meat Market and Meat Market 2. Isn't there three of those? Yeah, there is. Um, what, but, about, what about the Italian zombie movie? Uh, yeah, and again, Italian zombie movie part 1 and part 2 I th from Tom uh, Berninsky. Again, great movies. There's just so many, and many of them, it's hard to sit there and say, poof, if anything, if you, because uh, it's going to be in, I haven't decided, period, where it's going to end up, but it's in my top ten, is The Barn. Okay. The Barn, yeah. Honest to God, The Barn's that good for me. Jeez, that's high praise. I need, I want to see that so bad. Um, okay. What do you, what is your favorite slasher? 
Hmm. Possibly Silent Night, Deadly Night. I love Halloween. Good old obscure, but yeah, that's a Yeah, I, I love Halloween. I love Friday thirteenth movies. Just for some reason I you know, the butterflies start going in my belly when I see Silent Night, Deadly Night. You know what? I- I'm gonna say fucking my bloody Valentine. I can't argue that because it's another great one. I forgot. I-, I recently watched that maybe like a couple months ago, and I forgot. I was like, damn, I forgot how fucking good this movie is. And it's yeah, man. Yeah, that's the one I'm picking. Okay, slasher, you're gone. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a caveat on this one. What is the best gore movie? That is not dead alive. Inside. Ooh. Evil Dead 2's there, don't get me uh-huh. wrong. But I'm, you know, if I'm gonna go with something that's outside the box, inside. I'm gonna go with Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's, again, not a bad pick. Chainsaw Massacre 2, and I'm also gonna go with Chainsaw Massacre 2 on best practical effects. That is not John Carpenter's The Thing. What about you, Dad? Dad, I can't argue with. I You're not yeah. eating The Thing on practical effects. As yeah, J- Chainsaw 2, really, really, really cool stuff. I think that's Savini's best shit. Maybe, well, I'll say this. I think that's Savini and his crew's best stuff. Savini yeah. by himself, yeah, that's Dawn of the Dead. And the only other thing that I might throw out there. Mm-hmm. Kenan B on Phantasm 2 and The Intruder. Oh, man, I need to get on an intruder. Because they did both of those at the same time. Dude, man, what about Evil Dead 2? Hey, dude, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... really no wrong answer there. No, there isn't. Fright Night 2 has great fucking effects. Fright Night has great effects. Yes, it but does. I, I'm just, yeah, man. Chainsaw Massacre 2, just because, like, the old effects, the old age makeup on how gross that guy was, and it has the hardest close-up in movie fucking history, and it's all practical effects, and it looks fucking fantastic that close-up. It's unbelievable. And Chop Top is just a gross fucking... Okay, ghost movie. See, this is a hard one, man. Uh, ghost movie. I'm going Poltergeist. Really? Yeah. I like Poltergeist that much, dude. I'm going Poltergeist. Hmm. There, you know what? That's my answer for trilogy. Poltergeist also. I just love I love that family. I think it works so great, and uh, that threat is so fucking menacing. As You're just like, you can't do anything. You can't fight that. And they do, and it's fucking great. Craig T. Nelson's bald in that motherfucker, too. He's bald. Yes, he is. Um, I'm a good fan. I like the innkeepers. Too slow. Uh, did like VHS. It had some paranormal stuff in it. Ghost. Ghost is... You can also throw the fog in there. Uh, Legend of Hell House. Oh, dude, you nailed it. Yeah. 100%. You, you fucking win. Haunted House. I, you know, uh, I'm also, I'm going to say Hell Knight. I think it kind of falls more under 
Hell Knight's kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street, man. What is it, dude? Slasher. Uh, it's a monster movie, too, and it's a haunted house movie. It is, movie. I, but I don't see it as a ghost movie. I don't know, man. But yeah, but, okay. What's Nightmare on Elm Street, then? I don't consider that a slasher at all. No, but the other ones are. True. Very true. I... Okay, there's my top two. I don't know what the fuck category they go in movies. All Night and, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Haunted House, you're going. Independent, off the list. Okay. Best B movie. I'm saying deep. I'm gonna go Deep Rising. Mmm, that's like a mainstream B movie. Yeah, that, that was that made, best B B movie for me. Would be like Class of Newcomb High. Mainstream, yes. Deep Rising, I don't think there is. I think like around that era, Deep Rising, like maybe like early '90s. That's the you could still see cheesy B-movies in the theater and like mainstream actors and actresses would be in them. I think after that, nah, they're not happening anymore. But yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Deep Rising. Yeah. And I'm going to say Deep Rising for this too. What's your best creature feature? Hmm. I'm going to go with William Malone's Creature. That's a good one. Just because I love that has some cheese, it has some B moviness to it. You easily, it, it, it for me, it's going to be William Malone's Creature, or it's going to be Corman's Galaxy of Terror. Galaxy of Terror. I knew that was going to get brought up. Okay, we're we're getting to the end of the list here. What's Tim Gross's favorite animals attack movie? This is kind of like get to know your hosts episode. Uh, uh Day of the Animals. I gotta say. Yeah, Girdler, you can't go wrong with that. And then if you're really, if you're really demented, you have to watch Grizzly just because it's PG rated and you get to see a kid's leg get ripped off. What about Grizzly 2, the concert? <laughs> well, yeah, that too, if you're definitely weird. You get to see Charlie Sheen pre-AIDS. <laughs> uh, what is it? Charlie Sheen, George Clooney, and Loris uh, Dern. Dern. yeah. Oh man, I gotta think of a fucking Animals Attack movie. Slugs. Bugs, mm, yeah. just because of bootleg fucking Megadeth guy, <laughs> and, the, and the fucking effects in that are unbelievable too. Slugs. Um, what what is Tim Gross's scariest movie? Scariest movie. Scariest movie, and I'm I'm saying it again. I know I sound like a broken record. I think Prince of Darkness is fucking terrifying. That movie still like I. I Nothing gets under my skin too much. Prince of Darkness and the idea behind that really is fucking creepy. Yeah, I can see that. I can't point to another movie that ever did anything like that. I mean, I I definitely... uh, Because I was going to say, Inside definitely has that creepy effect. Gave me the butterflies in my belly that I hadn't seen. I had probably since the original Nightmare on Elm Street when I seen it as a kid. Yeah. Um... But Prince of Darkness, yeah, I could see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a good, really good answer. Um, but I will say something to this day that I even even though it doesn't scare me, I find a little disturbing because I like how it ended. The original Black Christmas. That's pretty Just, creepy, yeah. 
just how it ends. It was kind of like, eh. Okay. Best remake. Best, best remake that is not the fly, the blob, or the thing. <laughs> I was going to say, you. there got to be uh, like a... I'm getting to the generic categories now. <laughs> mm. uh, my Bloody Valentine, maybe. That's a good one. I'm going Black Christmas. <laughs> uh, fuck you. I love that fucking movie. Fuck I you. I watch that every Christmas. Um, You know, the remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, is not that bad. Yeah, I, I always forget about that one, and I, it is really decent. I just, it is really decent. And it's really I, good. I'm with you on Dawn of the Dead remake. It's okay. I'm not gonna put it down, but I am not in love with that as lo- like most of the, you know, ninety percent of horror fans are. Mm-hmm. I am not in love with that movie as much as everybody else. Okay. Best, scariest is gone, funniest is gone. Okay, we're getting down to the weird ones. Best movie you'll get in a fight over. Fist fight. Best movie you will defend with fisticuffs. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You know mine. I'd definitely go with Spookies, but I was going to say, I know you'll... Nobody hates Buckaroo Bonsai. No, 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 no. Everyone loves Buckaroo. Who, who hates Buckaroo? Show me that dude right now. I'll go beat him up. Yeah, uh, wait, you're going to say Flash Gordon? No, I'm going to say Thunderdome. Oh. oh, yes. I completely forgot about that one. Motherfucking Thunderdome. You are all wrong about that fucking movie, and I will go to my grave saying <laughs> that. Um, One that I have argued with a lot of people, 30 Days of Night. That's good. Or bad. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's such a fucking great idea. Yeah, 30 Days a Night is a movie I find myself arguing how good it is. Because it, it is. Yeah, You'll but there no is a lot of people... Because that came out right around the Twilight Saga films. True, and you know who's going to argue and, those suck? And everyone lost their mind, and I found myself... Ready to punch people. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do these three right in a row. What is your favorite zombie movie? Your favorite werewolf movie? Your favorite vampire movie? Lightning oh, round. zombie movie, uh, of course, is Day of the Dead. But if you want just most random laugh, just fun, crazy, off the wall shit, Nightmare City. Nightmare City. I'm okay. Werewolf. Uh, werewolf movie, whoo, man. Love me some ginger snaps. I love the howling. Man, that is tough. Uh, howling 3 the marsupials. No, <laughs> but I do love Howling 5 the rebirth. Uh, man, I might even go with dog soldiers. Okay. Vampire. Hmm. Or did you just answer that with 30 Days a Night? I, you know what? That's... Yeah, man. You know what could have been better vampire movie? What's that? Uh, when they remade Salem's Lot, if they didn't screw that up with uh, Donald Sutherland and Rucker Hauer being in there for like two minutes only. Oh, jeez. 
I was gonna say, did you just use the word "screw up" and Rutger Hauer in the same sentence? Yeah, if they if they would have been in there much much longer, they probably didn't have the money for that. You know that. That pissed me off. Okay, I'm gonna hit mine real quick. Dawn for zombie. Werewolf, I'm going also with dog soldiers. Vampires, I'm going with Fright Night, part two. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, Fright I really love, better. I, I, I love the first Fright Night, but just, just utter, like, blood and guts and just cruelty and getting down. There is no hope at all. It's 30 days a night. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Best movie we've ever done on the show. John Carpenter's The Thing. We didn't do that on, I mean, cover, best movie we've covered for the show. Uh, graveyard shift. <laughs> Spookies. Spookies. Okay, we're done, everybody. Spookies <laughs> wins. Uh, what do you got? What do you got to pimp, sir? Uh, as always, you can find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. Uh, find me at GrossMovieReviews.com. And of course, if you need some Christmas shopping, uh, don't forget to go to Lulu.com and just look up Gross Movie Reviews. You can either get either my big book of Wrath of Gross or get my latest, which is more massacres, more sequels, and more beer. I finished reading it on Thanksgiving. And I shit, I've got like, I've got so I've got a little list in my bathroom right now of shit that's in there that I need to check out. Anyway, yeah. I've got nothing to pimp. I think this was a good show. Maybe we'll have yeah. some more shows like this. We can think of topics and stuff because you know. We could just pull out a random movies out of our head like it's fucking nothing. Um, I've got nothing to pimp, everybody. I'm glad we're back. We're going on a weekly basis. Um, and that's we're back to the weekly basis. What are you uh, doing next week? Next week, Star Crash. Okay. I've got to watch Star Crash. I have to watch Star Crash. i I, I got to write that down because I keep for, I've totally forgot about that. Star Crash. And you are still doing the monster, I say. Yes. I assume. Okay, there you got. Next week, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe I'm not. Tim Gross, as always, it's a pleasure, sir. We yes, sir. We will see you all next week. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over. And tomorrow starts the same old thing again. All right. First of all, we'll start the day off by telling you, whoo, it is Rolex time. Why do you eat not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? Today. I'm going to punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Straight shot. Oh, ow. Right to the baby maker. That's why you can't, monkey boy. No matter where you go, there you are. Go fucking iceberg. Obviously, you're not a golfer. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. If you go, it's gonna turn out bad. Bitches leave. Mecca, lecca, high, mecca, hidey, ho. Each day's a gap. 
Did you see? Did you see? The doctor and me, did you see? You need one more drug deal for that idiot fucking cop magnet of a cousin of yours. And I'll forget your grandmother was so nice to me. I'll cut your fucking nuts off. You understand that? Uh, uh, I swear my fucking mother, if you touch her again, you're dead! Uh. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.